The 700 Tapes podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. We do not own the rights to any of the clips we will be using on this program. The 700 Tapes podcast will contain adult language and adult humor, so if you're easily offended, please stop listening now. In 2019, Jasperino purchased 700 tapes at a yard sale for $35. He promptly moved them to a safe house deep in the outlands of the Arizona desert. If you're into nostalgia, and if you like VHS, and if you can find them, maybe you can listen to The 700 Tapes Podcast. back to the show this next guy oh man who is this guy rutger hauer oh yeah if you if you haven't seen the hitcher just rent it it's scary oh, well i gotta yeah. see it uh nobody plays bad guys like this next gentleman his uh, films include of course blade runner nighthawks and uh, the very same hitcher ladies and gentlemen here he is rutger hauer you know what dave you scare me Really? I scare you? Yeah, yeah. So we scare each other. Oh. (laughs) I have no idea what I'm talking about now, Rutger. No, I know. Uh, So so tell me a bit, uh, now that Hitcher, now that's that's like a classic terrifying film now, isn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Was that fun to make? Yeah, lots of fun. It it has one of the great endings in films, don't you think? What? Like what? (laughs) I mean, being shocked, I mean. Yeah, just yeah. I thought it was a very suspenseful, exciting ending. Yeah. 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 Kind of a kind of a double ending. You think you think and you hope. I hope it's over, and then it's not yeah. really quite over. Yeah, we had a big discussion on the set. I remember because uh, the way it was in the script, he would just shoot me. Yeah. And suddenly we had all these lawyers on the set going, "It's too rough. He becomes a killer. You got to do something." And they said, "Okay, I'll get up again." Yeah. You know, and it's like. <laughs> Oh, it's man. A little, yeah. yeah, but it works. It works. But it's it's actually, and I know I've gone on way too much about this. It's a it's a great bit of fun and entertainment. What do you want? Say, want to die. Say what? I want to die. Say it. I, I don't know if I can say that. Sure you can. Repeat after me. I. I. Want. What? To. To. Die. Die. I don't want to die! Yeah. Yeah! 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 Ha ha! Fuck you, buddy! Ha ha! Hey, yo, Jim, man, why don't you, why don't you kick some of that, you know? You, you know how you do it, man. It's a trip. People don't even believe we're together right now. Look, look, 
But tell your story, you know the one I like. Right? Say it right. Riders on the storm. Oh, here we are. What's up, freaks and weirdos? Welcome to the 700 Tapes Podcast. Jasperino here, joined as always by the man, the myth, the legend, the jet setter, the globetrotter, Mr. Roman Alvarado. Woo! How you doing, brother? I can't complain at motherfucking all. Nice. Yourself? I'm good, man. I'm coming out of a fog. I've been sick for about two or three weeks straight. I'm ready to get on with it. I've had some roller coasters. I went on Space Mountain. Damn. Yeah, in my head. All right. And uh, sure, you know, it wasn't, sure it wasn't the Tower of Terror? My, I don't know. I, that shows my age, Space ah, Mountain. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you know, out here in the Outlands, mm-hmm. fighting, you know, Astro Zombies, Mutant Insectoids. And like Snoop said, the Lizard King. Ride the Lizard King. Always in <laughs> hiding from our robot lizard overlords. You like this? Yeah, this shit's hot. You know this from? No. You remember Need for Speed 2? Mm-hmm. This is the soundtrack, Need for Speed 2. Really? Yeah. So, Need for Speed 2? Yeah. Or the, so, the actual Need for Speed, not Need for Speed Underground? This might be Need for Speed Underground. Okay, Need for cool. Speed Underground. I think that's what I meant. So, 2. Because this isn't 1. On no, this is not 1. Because Need uh, 2 was Underground, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, no? that, that was like their series. But the yeah. Underground series, the first soundtrack? Yeah. Fire. Right. So, this, this doesn't surprise me that if this was yep. on part 2. Yes. I'm almost certain this is part 2 because... It seems very right. It's badass. Well, when I was reading the trivia, I, I found that the whole premise of this movie mm-hmm. was based on Riders on the Storm by oh. the Doors. That's what gave the writer the idea to write it. Gotcha. So when I went looking for music for the intro, I found this. I was like, The yeah. Doors and Snoop, this is going on Come the podcast. On. For so. sure. For sure. Hell yeah. That is like the funny thing is that is probably like the combination that we are. <laughs> right? <laughs> I am the Lizard King. <laughs> well, what? Well, what? 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 <laughs> That's funny, man. When you showed up today, uh-huh. what did I say? I said, "Man, I feel like I haven't seen you in a year." Right. You know, it's funny. We try very hard to give you a "what you see is what you get" podcast. Transparency. And the good and bad of that is, the good thing is, usually it's fun because you get mm-hmm. to hear all of our fuck ups. Mm-hmm. Our missteps. It's not perfect. Right. The audio. I listen to sometimes. Like, man, I should have fucking adjusted the audio on here or there. You know, but mm-hmm. it's raw. It's very raw, which is what I'm into. Right. The bad is sometimes you got to wait three weeks for a new episode. <laughs> <laughs> and and just so happens it hasn't happened often. Right. So, but it, it does. Right. I'm like, it's life. But uh, it actually okay. So I had some stuff going on in my life, but it actually. Like I was telling you earlier, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm being ungrateful because I've got more good stuff going on than bad stuff. Mm-hmm. But the bad stuff, I was complaining because it all happened at once. Mm-hmm. It's actually good because I just got it out of the way. Got it out so while way. all the bad shit was happening that I went through, I was sick. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I was sick. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was allergies, but I don't think I could have podcasted if I wanted to because I was fucked up. I was congested. Mm-hmm. And then all that shit started draining into my chest, and I was coughing. My ribs were sore from coughing and sneezing. Dang. I was going to work anyway, because mm-hmm. I still think it was allergies, because here's what happened. Ro bought some hand sanitizer, mm-hmm. but it was in a spray mist thing. Mm-hmm. 
and we were sitting in the car maybe three weeks ago now on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. It was uh, whenever, I don't know. But she goes, check out this cool hand sanitizer I got. It's, it's mist. And she sprayed it, mm-hmm. and it all went up my nose. Oh. And it was rose-scented, which I'm not really into roses mm-hmm. or flowery scents. I don't like them. They irritate my nose. Mm-hmm. I'm more into earthy scents. You yes. know what I mean? Um, and I wasn't right since. Damn. We went, we ran around a Casagrand for a little while, but I got that shit on my nose. By the end of the night, I, my nose was clogged, but it was running, you know, because oh. my sinuses were swollen, mm-hmm. and I was miserable for the next, like, two weeks. Damn. I was sleeping and then waking up with my headphone like it was three times bigger than it was, snot running all over my face. It was gross. Mm-hmm. So I'm still thinking it was some, some kind of allergic reaction, and, and then one day... I made the mistake of taking a Benadryl at work. And uh-huh. I wasn't thinking about the adverse effect. side effects. Mm-hmm. So I walked around acting like I was high for a while. And then I was propping myself up on stuff sleeping. I literally at one point was standing up and sleeping. And while somebody was talking to me, he was like, stop sleeping. I was like, oh my God, what? Where am I? Oh, shit. Like, I took allergy medication. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I took allergy medication. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what I sounded like. No shit. No shit. They're like, go home. I can't. I'm a fucking narcolep right now. Dude, they literally, <laughs> everyone was, okay, everybody in my house was telling me to stay home. Mm. Everybody at work was telling me to go home. And I was like, I have no time off right now available. Right. I'm not going to miss a day or two of work and be broke when I get paid mm-hmm. because of this shit. Because I didn't, that was the thing, I didn't feel bad. Mm-hmm. You know how when you have a cold, like your whole body's sore and you just feel like you're dying? This was just inconvenient congestion. Gotcha. Like, my mind was still working properly. My body worked. It's just my head and my chest were fucked. <laughs> so that's why I knew I'm not sick. It's some kind of allergy thing going on in my head. So I did actually take one day off this week. Mm-hmm. Finally, I had to because it wasn't going away. Mm-hmm. So I took Thursday off and I slept literally almost all day. And then, remember, I told you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be home I'm all like, day. I'm home all day, so like, if you want to come over, we could knock both these out and get them over. Mm-hmm. And I went to sleep. <laughs> and then I was like, when you got a hold of me again, I was like, oh, shit. I haven't watched the other movie. And <laughs> I'm not ready. Oh, my God. Yeah, I literally slept all day. And then Friday, I was pretty good. Like, mm-hmm. it started to clear up. I'm still a little stuffy. I don't know if you can tell. Mm-hmm. But I'm totally okay. Like, I think I'll be all right. Sweet. I will endeavor to persevere damn right i was thinking something else i can think of that's from uh, outlaw josie wales nice anyway you had some cool shit going on right? hell yeah hell yeah so just uh just understanding the i've been um i've been you know kind of tinkering with the stock market for like the last oh, year shit. or so okay and um this past like I can just say, this past month, with I don't know if you're familiar with uh, all the stuff that happened with GameStop. I am absolutely man. If uh, you follow me on Facebook, you don't mind political posts. Go check my Facebook post on it. Man, it you know, is. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, de- I I'm definitely say because it's not really political. Because mm-hmm. if you know anything about me, you know that I think the right and left wings same are bird. the same bird that wants to take a shit on you. Mm-hmm. Here's what I said. And you can look this up. We won't really go into details, but I said, if you don't know what's going on with GameStop and the stock market right now, you need to educate yourself. Mm-hmm. I said, and mark my words, those fuckers on Wall Street are now going to lobby Congress Mm-mm. to pass some kind of law 
against to keep us from investing mm-hmm. and then there's going to be some kind of political scandal or they're going to start some shit overseas to distract the news and distract us from when they pass that bill mm-hmm. to fuck us because that's what they do every time you know because it was because if i'm not mistaken your post was it was gme which is gamestop yep um and then it was robin hood Right, I think because I think you had something in there with Robin Hood yeah. because that's pretty much what happened. Robin right. Hood fucking stopped everybody from trading Dude, GameStop. It's like okay, so I've always known, and some people are just finding this out. It's like the prepping thing when the mm-hmm. whole thing happened with uh, COVID, uh-huh. I'll and I was like, night. yeah, and I was like, laugh at me now. For a couple of weeks, no shit, we went shopping in my garage for food for instead of going to the grocery store because mm-hmm. you know all the shelves were cleaned off. Mm-hmm. So, Ro would jokingly say, okay, I'm going shopping in the garage, okay, and we would just go through our food stores and find shit for dinner. Mm-hmm. Laugh at me now. You know what I mean? Right. I'm kind of there now with the conspiracy theory stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't call it, well, okay, I'm a, I am a noted conspiracy theorist, self-proclaimed, I don't care what anybody Ooh. says, but the problem is a lot of things people call conspiracy theories are actual fact. Mm-hmm. In fact, the more they don't want you to know about it, the more you need to look into it. Right. That is my take on it. Mm-hmm. So, I have known that the corruption in the government and their relationship with the news media and wall street and all big business, really I've known about that and the evilness of it Mm -hmm. for 25 years. I've been talking about this and everybody's like, Oh, you're crazy. Blah, blah, blah. However, they're not even trying to hide it anymore. Mm -mm. You know, wall street came out. It was pretty much like the plebes can't buy stock. It's going to keep us from becoming, from maintaining our billions. And the news media came out and said, wow, this is really bad what they're doing to the stock. What? Right. So then there were some senators, I'm not going to name any names, that got on Twitter when all this started and said, on both sides, Democrat and Republican, that got on both sides and said, this is wrong. You can't do this to the people. It's unconstitutional. You can't keep them from, Mm -hmm. you know, Wall Street needs to be stopped. Mm -hmm. Two days later, those same congressmen are like, yeah, we need to revisit this. Because somebody came and lined their pockets. Mm -hmm. Because that's the way it happens. Mm Mm-hmm. Or some other congressman came up and said, look, you're going to play ball or you're never going to get another bill passed in this house ever again. Because mm-hmm. that's the way the fucked up system works. Yep. It all needs to be wiped out and redone. I don't give a fuck what side you're on. Both sides are just out to screw you in different ways. So with That's the whole, my political commentary. With the whole today. Robin Hood thing, at, at first I was like, because again, I've, I've been investing for a little over a year, so right. um, I understand, I fully understand the, you know, the, yeah. the risk that I take. Right. For, you know, trading stocks, yep. you know, understanding that the volatility of the market is based on a day-to-day thing, you know, good news sends it up, bad news sends yep. it down. That is what it is. So GameStop has been a fucking 3 $4 stock for the last year. Right. So out of nowhere for it to shoot up to $400, $500, right. it's crazy. And if you know that's a, you're, it's a bubble. Dude. Yeah, you know, it's, growing, yes. it's growing, it's growing, it's growing, it's growing, it's growing. Soon enough, it's going to pop. Yep. So I looked at the whole Robin Hood thing at first. Like, okay, this is a good thing because it's trying to shield people from losing. And then I then I had to look at it from the other perspective of... The people it's shielding from losing yes. is the problem. I'm like, you're now... now Because, again, understanding... Because they, were they saying, weren't doing it to keep the little guy from right. losing. So the So the... the the little guy can't buy. Right. But the guy behind the scenes can still trade and stuff like yeah. that. That's what was like, yes. whoa. 
So I thought they shut it off from everybody. So mm. so everybody's not taking a loss. Right. No, you're shutting it off from us because yep. we were gaining. Because the plebes can't make oh, money. I was so upset with that. We're like too when stupid. I, when I saw that, I was like, oh, you Don't you know, Roman, me. people on our level, right. we're too stupid to do the <laughs> stock market. They were like, oh, you guys are doing it from your phones. That's not even how it's done and blah, yeah, blah, fuck blah. Fuck you. Like, do wow. Do whatever the fuck I want. Wow. Wow. So I've never been a class warfare guy mm-hmm. at all because mm-hmm. I never understood like hating rich people. Right. Because I one day would like to be a rich, right. a rich people. Yeah. That is <laughs> so definitely. and then when I get to that point, I don't want people hating me because mm-hmm. I work for what I got, motherfucker. Damn right. Um, and not saying that you know the rich people haven't. But there is a difference. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you this right now between these two words: rich mm-hmm. and elite. Oh yeah, or, or wealthy, rich and wealthy. Yes, rich and wealthy. Yes. Because those are, if you ask me. Those two terms are negligible, like their perspective. Mm-hmm. Like to the homeless guy that I see every day when I get off the freeway to go to work, mm-hmm. I'm rich. Mm-hmm. I drive a nice truck. Mm-hmm. Um, he probably looks at me like this stupid, you know, rich, blah, 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 you mm-hmm. know, but I'm not rich by any, but to him, I'm rich. Mm-hmm. You know, we look to people that live in Scottsdale, in North Scottsdale, in the, up on the mountain there, mm-hmm. right? Most people are rich, mm-hmm. but you know. I've never been into hating what I don't have right? because I want to attain that for myself. And not only that, it, you have to think, you know, what did it take to obtain such thing? Right. You know, some, some people are trust fund babies and then some people are people that have legitimately Work worked. for it. I don't know how to, you know, to separate the two. Right. So I don't hate. What I don't like is people that are very wealthy or very rich mm-hmm. seeking to keep themselves that way mm-hmm. at the expense of keeping anyone else from becoming mm-hmm. that way. That is elitist evil. Mm-hmm. That is pure, unadulterated, asshole evil. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and that's where my problem comes in. Definitely. So, Occupy Wall Street... Mm-hmm. When that all started, I can't believe we're even getting into this, but here we go. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) Occupy Wall Street started, Mm -hmm. and it was pretty much nonpartisan. There were groups from both sides there, Mm -hmm. because everybody had enough back in the Uh, 2008 or whenever it was. Right, 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 right. And what they did was, they got together with the news media, and they said, drop some critical race theory in there, piss them off at each other. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what they did. And then everybody started fighting with each other, Mm -hmm. and then they dropped some class shit in there, like, well, you know. There's no middle class. Yeah, there's no middle (laughs) class. And that's that's what. It is poor and rich. Ultimately, that's what they want, is to eliminate. the middle class. They want to eliminate the middle class. Mm -hmm. Both sides, I don't give a, you know, right Mm -hmm. now, Everybody. Somebody from both sides right now is going, well, it's the other side. You're part of the problem. Mm -hmm. If you're saying it's the other side, you're part of the problem. Mm -hmm. It's time to look at the big picture here. And especially since this last election cycle and all the shit that went on on both sides, Mm -hmm. you need to look at this and say, the whole thing is fucking, is nucking futz. (laughs) Everybody's crazy. And the only way to fix this is for the people, I'm talking normal people, Mm -hmm. not extreme crazy people on mm-hmm. either side i'm talking normal everyday people that have nine to five jobs and just want to raise their families to say we've had enough of your bullshit we're not re-electing you and we're mm-hmm. starting over and then you'll see those people will do anything they can to stay in office and keep their power mm-hmm. and therein lies the problem so just i'm going to stop now because it's you know there's a little nugget for you to think about you are being played mm-hmm. i don't care if you're a democrat or a republican Stop watching the news. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. Look it up for yourself. Source that shit. Look it up like a news journalist would. Mm -hmm. Get three or four different sources, one from each side, and make the decision for yourself. Don't let anybody, including me, tell you what to think. Right. Stop watching the news. Figure it out for yourself. And... Stop voting these evil fucks into office. Mm -hmm. All of them. Every mm -hmm. single last one of them. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> this message has been brought to you by Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I think I'm going to make sure this says Nuck and Futs. Nuck and Futs. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. And if you get it, you get it. You don't, you don't. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I think I would like, that's the shirt I would wear in like high right. school. Nuck and yeah. Futs. Sometimes you feel like you're not. <laughs> But outside of you know, outside of all the the BS with the market, um, I sorry, I, I didn't mean to no, no, steal no, your no, thunder no, there. No, you're good, you're good because it it, it was definitely something that was it was, was going to be talked about anyway. Right. But understanding you know just the the more and more that I've gained knowledge about you know the stock market and stuff and how things work, um, how to make money correctly, mm -hmm. you know how to look up stocks, how to read charts, you know this. This whole thing, again, within this past month has allowed so many people to have access to, you know, stocks that aren't attainable at times. That's cool. So it, it's been cool to to be able to, you know, be in that that pocket of, uh, of knowledge and then being able to, you know, distribute it, you know, accordingly yeah. to people. So I'm, I'm super excited about that. And um, like I was telling you off off the mics. um my goal by my birthday, which is May, is to be out of debt, and I'm going to do that through the stock market. So hell yeah, woo woo. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> you and I are going to talk, and you never know, man. In you know, in a year or so, you might hear coming to you from the 700 Tapes Podcast Studio, right, in downtown New York. Right, or, I don't know. Because seriously, you, you I would just never, never know New York, but you, well, yeah, but. You just never know. Scottsdale, what, Arizona. There you go. You're like, damn, they done moving on up. With a producer. On. We got a producer in the back. <laughs> our own band playing our own music. Like we're doing we're doing spots on the camera, like, oh yeah, oh, we're gonna drink some of this. C4. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by That's how I keep going on my podcast. When oh. I need a little bit of extra kick and some energy, what I like it? to drink C4. When it's knucking futs in my head, I when drink it's this. Futs. <laughs> <laughs> so something else cool that happened last night mm -hmm. um i've mentioned on the podcast a couple of times my buddy john paulin yeah, yeah yeah that i've known for like 20 years he's actually in town oh nice. and we went out last night nice so that was cool we caught up a little bit nice and uh that was so much fun it's something i really needed after the rough couple weeks i had i needed some laughs and some good memories and you know, it was cool, but um, he's actually here until December because he's oh. he's finishing up his uh, teaching degree, but it's all online, so you nice. can usually he can pretty much do it from anywhere. Mm -hmm. So he came back down from Washington just to stay here for a little while, because nice. I guess after this he's going to be traveling abroad oh. to do teaching. So he wanted to kind of reconnect with people before he left. Nice. So I thought that was cool. Hell yeah. He's actually uh, going to sit on a couple podcasts with oh. us coming up. So. Um, probably in a couple weeks, nice. we'll have him sit down with us, and there'll be three of us for a couple of episodes, Damn. sparsely here and there. You know, that's so, badass. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. So that's something cool you guys can look forward to. Hell yeah! And we'll see how that works out. He said he's very much looking forward because he's a listener. Mm -hmm. So he said he's very much looking forward to meeting you. Nice. So that's cool, dude. Nice. I'm going to tell you, noise. 
<laughs> people I know that listen to the podcast, uh-huh. everybody wants to meet you. Hell yeah. It's pretty cool. Like He's like the third or fourth person. To do I want to meet Romy. He sounds really cool. <laughs> I'm like, he's all right. He's uh, all right. Look, I, look, I, <laughs> I definitely appreciate you guys out there in the world because cool. um, like me and Jasper have said you know, multiple times on this podcast, this is us just shooting the shit. Just so happens you guys are the fly on the wall. Right. I get to you know hear us shoot the shit about everyday life and movies that we fucking love, and we appreciate that you guys are interested enough to listen to us. Damn shoot right, the shit. damn it right. It was funny. A friend of mine was saying because he went back and he was re-listening the Nightmare on Elm Street episode, mm-hmm. and I said that John Saxon played Nancy's mom, <laughs> and he goes, "And you didn't even catch it; you just kept going." But I, in my other headphone, I heard Roman like. Like he was gonna correct you and then just stopped and let you go because you were just going and going and going. Because I, I was definitely like, he goes, oh. He goes, and then on the next podcast, you you corrected it, you apologized. <laughs> and it's funny because yeah, everybody says it. Yeah, Roman's good. He balances you out. Like he keeps you straight. Like, <laughs> and that's exactly. I would say that is exactly what I need because left to my own, uh, what's it called? Uh, my own. Uh, Whatever it's called, <laughs> Shit, I will. Uh, I will ramble and ramble and ramble for a whole episode. Oh, after after your soapboxes and tidbits, right? Yeah, and I'll be like, oh, and we were supposed to cover a movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> my own devices. There we go. That's the word I was looking for. That's All right. A, left to my own devices, I will ramble on forever. So anyway, uh, that being said, we should probably move on to something we like to call. The tale of the tape. In which I will be reading the back of the videotape copy of the hitcher that I have in my hot little hands. When Jim Halsey, see Thomas Howell, stops to pick up a hitcher one rainy night, he is soon dying to turn back time. The man, Rudger Hauer, puts a knife to Jim's throat as he tells him to pull past a stranded car on the side of the road. Its occupants have already been brutally slaughtered by an ominous stranger. Now, a bloody game of cat and mouse is about to be played out on the desolate stretch of highway, and every car that passes, and every poor soul who rides that road, are going to take part, whether they want to or not. Terror alert! The hitcher is a stretch for actress Jennifer Jason Leigh, especially when she's tied between two vehicles headed in opposite directions. Wah, wah, spoiler <laughs> on the back. That's literally, it says that. Right. Somebody was drunk when they were like, oh, you know it'd be funny? <laughs> A hair-raising, gut-wrenching, heart-stopping journey into hell that combines every terrifying tale about evil hitchhikers in one dark and diabolically unnerving, unnerving adventure. It will leave you so frightened, you won't want to stop for the next red light, the New York Post. And there we have it. The Hitcher! <laughs> Seemed a bit short. It was very short. Look, they even wrote it sideways. Yeah, like... Like, on the back... It looks like a highway. It's supposed to be... Yeah, there. it's like in an angle with the pictures... And Rudger Hauer and Jennifer Jason Lee are on the back, but see Thomas Howell didn't even make it back there, poor guy. I don't know if this was his first movie or not. We might have to look that up when we get into the IMDb. But I know that um, you told me when you first sat down that 
because you had never seen this, right? Right. You weren't particularly impressed with it? No. So, and I told you, this movie, okay, so I, when I introduced this movie on the last episode, which has been a few weeks now, mm-hmm. we, uh, I kind of explained a little of my backstory on it, that I saw it for the first time at a youth retreat oh, I thought, yep. early in the morning. I was like in seventh grade. This movie terrified me when I first saw it. Mm-hmm. And I was explaining to you, I said, I think the thing is, you watched it as an adult. You didn't watch it as a seventh grader. Right. Because when I was in seventh grade, I watched this movie and I was like, dude, this is totally realistic, like something that could really happen. <laughs> and then I watched it again as an adult and I was like, oh my God, this is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I still love this movie. We'll talk about it more at the end, but mm-hmm. I do still love this movie. Because, you know, it's got that good memory nostalgia for me. And I've watched it. I've not watched this movie that many times. Mm-hmm. This is maybe the fifth time, sixth time I've watched this movie. So over the years, I've watched it a couple of times. But that's not one of my go-to, like, ooh, I want to watch this. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to space those out because I don't want to blow all of those right in the beginning of the, you know, the podcast series. Mm-hmm. So I've been holding off on a few of my go-tos, like John Carpenter's Vampires. Damn right. Um, that is, look. Fight Club. That's a classic. Look, uh, look. Just because you said Fight Club, <laughs> okay. I think uh, because I, I was on Facebook Marketplace, right? And uh-huh. Somebody was selling the soap. I was, no way. I was like, oh shit! I think they were in like Tacoma, Washington, or whatever. And it, like it was like six bucks for a I, thing of soap. You right? gotta send me a link to that. I need a bar of that so, soap. Look, I was I was thinking <laughs> like I'm gonna buy some, right? So I fucking googled, you know, Fight Club soap, and they have a cast for it. You can make your own Fight Club soap? Damn right. I think it was like eight bucks for the cast. Do you know how to make soap? We can figure it out. YouTube. Dude, we can make Fight Club cupcakes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, fuck it. I think I just might make some myself. You know what would be dope? Etsy. I was about to say, if you figure that out, coming soon to the Etsy shop near you. Damn right. I think that should be dope. By the way, since you said that, Mm -hmm. I remiss because it's been a few few weeks. Check us out on social media on Mm -hmm. the interwebs. On Facebook and the Seven Hundred Taste Podcast, check out our group, also called Seven Hundred Taste Podcast. Mm-hmm. You can find us on Twitter, Jasperino underscore Seven Hundred Tapes. Uh, find us on Instagram on the IG tip. That is where we are most active and most prevalent um, at Seven Hundred Tapes. Now, granted, I have not posted on Instagram in the last couple of weeks, and I apologize for that. I've taken a lot of pictures mm-hmm. with the uh, intent of posting them on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And then I have been in such a depressive funk that I'm like, I just don't feel like it. I don't feel like being jovial. I am. Ho- I just found out some things about myself. I am horrible at making YouTube videos. <laughs> I made one YouTube video for our YouTube channel. I'm like, there's going to be more. And I'm like, damn, this is a lot of work. <laughs> I got to gotta record it. And I got to make a little thing for it. And mm-hmm. then I got to, oh my God. Like, And if I want to start adding text at the bottom, I got to figure out how to do that. And then... I was like, yeah, YouTube this shit just to YouTube. Yeah. Like, okay, so I'm not really good at making YouTube videos like I thought I would be, but I'm going to try to be better Mm -hmm. and we'll see what happens. Anyway, um, you find us on Instagram. I'm going to be posting some more content. I promise because I'm like Gloria Stefan. I'm coming out of the dark. (laughs) And I think it's a new day. Yes, it is. All right. So. And you're feeling good? I don't know if I'll go that far, but I'm here. All right. Anyway, Birds where were we going before I said that? You. Oh, the Etsy shop. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah, I've got certain go-tos. Like, yeah, John Carpenter's Vampires, Fight Club, Stigmata, The Lost Boys, stuff like that that mm-hmm. I've seen easily. Twilight. Freddy, Freddy versus... No. <laughs> Freddy versus Jason. 
I have never watched an entire Twilight movie in its entirety, <laughs> Look, ever. The reason I bring that up is because uh, I made a shirt for my sister the other oh, day. Oh, no. And um, so her boyfriend, he, he's a big Goonies fan, right? Nice. So uh, it's a picture of Chunk and uh, Sloth. Oh, sweet. So it says, I heart uh, Chunk, Sloth hearts Chunk. Oh. It's a picture of them. And right. then at the bottom it says, still a better love story than Twilight. Nice. That's funny. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I should have took a picture of it. I you forgot. know, Goonies was almost our New Year's movie. Uh, I believe it. I was very, very close, and then I decided we had to do the Bruce Willis trifecta mm-hmm. and get uh, Fifth Element in there. But that was almost a movie we did for New Year's. Um, but yeah, like movies that I've seen over a dozen times, like I don't want to blow all those at one time because mm-hmm. those are first of all those are going to be long episodes. Right. There's also gems that I'm saving, like Sorority Babes and the Slimeball Bolorama. That's yeah. going to be good. Um, little stuff like that, Return of the Living Dead three, like little gems that I'm I'm kind of just trying to save to drop it in, like when you least expect it. <laughs> little Shop of Horror. You know, um, I've never I don't, seen it. You've never seen it. Mm-mm. I don't know that I have it on VHS. I would have to relook. Mm-hmm. But I dug through these boxes a little bit last night, and I was like, oh, I forgot about this. I need to do that every once in a while. Mm-hmm. But I forgot about this. It's called digging in the crates. Well, because John was hell yeah digging in the freaking freaking freaking. Because John was over, and okay, here's the thing. Back in 2002, and this is how long ago this goes oh, back. Oh, shit. John and I and our other friend David. That's almost 20 years. I know. That shit's crazy. I know. 2002 it, seems like yesterday. That's like 19 years ago. That shit is almost 20 years. Yeah. Fuck. So John and I and our friend David. I can say that. That shit's right? crazy. It's 20 years ago. We, uh... <laughs> We made some home horror movies. Oh, shit. I remember you were saying. we, And that's what we did for like a year every weekend is we would come over and David had a little handheld uh, eight millimeter or whatever camera mm-hmm. and we would make horror movies, homemade horror movies, and we'd laugh our ass off at it, you know. Well, I have a VHS tape oh, with shit. all of them on it. They're out of sequence because mm-hmm. I was just straight off the tape or whatever, but they're all on there. And uh, we put it in last night. In fact, it's still in the VCR. We put it in last night. We were kind of checking it out a little bit. We mm. were laughing about it and remembering when we were do, shooting Do you them. have dreads in one of them? No, this was way be- This oh. was uh, before my dreads. Gotcha. The, uh, my dreads were from, I think, uh, 2005 to 2008, I think I had dreads. Mm-hmm. Anyway, maybe 2009. I had dreads for like three years. Um. But at one point, we're watching this horrible movie we made. And I looked over at him, and I went, still better than Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> and we both <laughs> laughed for like five minutes. We were crying. It was hilarious. Oh, shit. Still better than Rise of Skywalker. Because it's true. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, good times. Good times. Good times. Good times. Good times. Oh, good old J.J. Walker. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, let's go and listen to some. You ready to do some previews? Damn right. Let's go and get some previews going here. America's favorite pastime can be enjoyed by young and old alike. 
But remember, there are certain do's and don'ts at the theater. Let's watch and learn as Russ and Ellen take a trip to the movies. After Russ paid for the tickets, they enter in an orderly fashion. Russ bought the refreshments while Ellen saved the seats. Aha, the movie is started. Well, who's this? If it isn't Russ's old time pal, Tony Taglioni. Hey, Russ, how's things? Tony, this is no time to talk. Now move along. Russ knows it's how important <laughs> it is to respect the other patrons of the theater. Uh-oh, somebody is smoking. And it's irritating Ellen's eyes. What's Russ going to do? Right again, Russ. If there's a problem, get the usher. Ah, the movie is in. And what a fine feature it was. Wait, says Ellen. Uh-oh, they've left their garbage. But Russ knows what to do, because he's come prepared. Rules and responsibility is an important part of growing up. A trip to the movies. West on the long, lonely highway, only his dreams for company, until... My mother told me never to do this. Before many miles, he'll wish he'd taken his mom's advice. When Jim Halsey let the hitcher into his car, he opened the doors of hell. I want you to stop me. Once you've met the Hitcher, you'll never pick up another. My wallet's in my pocket. Shut up! We know how to do it. Jesus! Why are you doing this to me? Smart kid. Figure it out. I didn't do it. I didn't do any of it. I'm not a killer. Hold on! This morning, this guy tried to kill me. He's been following me ever since.
for the hitcher. What do you want? I want you to stop me. And now, our feature presentation. Ah, the hitcher. I was telling you during the preview, I was like, man, even the trailer for this is corny. <laughs> yes. Take you to hell. I was like, uh, Jim Halsey picked up the hitcher. He's going to wish he'd listened to his mom. Little did he know, he was the one getting taken for a ride. <laughs> like, wah, wah, wah. Mom, he, you don't know what you're talking about. He thought he was going to get a hand job. <laughs> <laughs> No hands, but up. he ended up getting screwed. <laughs> <laughs> screwed, and she's like, Why didn't he kill us? Oh, don't worry, <laughs> he's coming. Your time is coming, it's all right. All right, so the hitcher was released February 21st, 1986. Hey, that's almost the that's almost uh, this date. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, so I was thinking well, the first time we postponed this, mm -hmm. I was really bummed because I didn't do it on purpose. But the weekend we did this would have coincided with Rudger Hauer's birthday. Oh, so damn. I was like, man, it would have totally looked like we planned that, which I didn't. But it would have looked like it. It'd have been definitely dope. Like, right. You know. So anyway, yeah, February twenty first, nineteen eighty six. So look at us. We're pretty damn close. We're pretty close. It's an hour and thirty seven minutes long. Uh, it's got a seven point two rating. In this little star system here on IMDb. It stars Rudger Hauer as John Ryder. Um, C. Thomas Howell as Jim Halsey. Jennifer Jason Lee as Nash. Nash. The other um, uh, actor I wanted to point out here that I thought was funny, um, and I don't remember his name and I don't see his picture here, but he, it's the detective towards the end of the movie, mm -hmm. is the guy that played Quark on Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Oh, it, it, it definitely and he is. he also played the principal on Buffy the Vampire it, Slayer. It definitely is that This dude. guy right yep. here. And, uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool, but I couldn't remember his name. The funny so thing is I, I looked at him and I was like, he's a Ferengi. Yep, yep. He's definitely a Ferengi. Right. You can't tell me I ain't good. Hell yeah. Damn right. That's <laughs> respect. Respect. Because Deep Space Nine, that's an mm -hmm. option. It's not even a main. Like, right. It but was I used the, to watch the shit out of that. Yeah. You know what was really good? And this is going to be bad. The Deep Space Nine books. Really? I thought they were better than the series. Oh. There's one where every character on the station dies. Mm -hmm. Because there it's like a time loop. Thing. Okay. So everybody's they're, they're they find the person that's there is finding everybody dead. And then the next chapter shows the story of how they died because there was like an invasion on the ship. Damn. But then at the end of the book, you know, they reverse it so everybody's alive again. But mm -hmm. yeah, they called it the novel where everyone dies. And I'm all about that. But I will say, um, I think this is Rudger Hauer's best movie. And you're going to disagree with me. Probably. Most people out there are going, Blade Runner! Blade Runner! Fight me. This is Red Girl Hour's best movie. To be honest, like, watching it, I knew, I fucking knew he was the, what do call from Blade Runner. Yeah. I fucking knew it. Just right away, just because he's the deranged guy. That Dude. is... I fucking love Rudger Hauer that so is much. So, that is so him. But when you say Rudger Hauer to me, mm -hmm. the first thing I think is The Hitcher. Gotcha. That's what I connect him with. Mm -hmm. That was the first movie I think I saw him in. You were like, look, that is he is forever yeah. The Hitcher. And yeah, this movie scared, the, like I was saying a little bit earlier, this movie scared the shit out of me. Especially that beginning scene 
With the blade. Yeah, where he was like, say, I want to die. And he's all crazy, and he's like, when he's like, oh, I guess we'll wait to go into the notes on that. (laughs) But, because I got that all written down. Mm Mm-hmm. He's like, that's what the last guy said. (laughs) What a crazy guy. So, Rudger Hauer did a lot of the stunt driving throughout the movie, which amazed the crew and even the real stunt drivers. Okay. And I hear he legitimately shot down that helicopter with that revolver. Man, it was, what, a six-shooter, huh? He was just like, Yep. Yippee-yay, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) I heard he actually shot seven out of that six-shooter. Oh, now, now he borrowed that gun from Dr. Loomis. There we go. <laughs> shot him. <laughs> I shot him six times. Seven. <laughs> C. Thomas Howell admitted that he was actually afraid of Rudger Hauer on and off the set because of Hauer's general intensity. <laughs> Rudger Hauer always seemed like that kind of dude that would just whoop your ass. Right. You know what I mean? Like, even in real life. I don't know. Wait, wait, wait. You got to go up right here. Which one? I saw, I saw my guy named Sam. I saw his name up there. Oh, that's right. In Rugger Hauer's books, All These Moments, Hauer mentioned how executive producer Edward S. Feldman settled on Sam Elliott for the role of John Ryder. Hauer states that apparently Elliott was so scary when he came into audition that Edward S. Feldman was afraid to go out to his car afterwards. Sam Elliott had a scheduling conflict and had to back out of the role. Wow. Could you imagine? Mijo. He crawled, you know, he just gets in the car and he's like, You want a Coors Light? It's an American original. <laughs> oh, I got one better. I got one better. Oh, hang on, hang on. I know what you're doing. Hang on. All right. Where are you headed, mister? I don't know. Let me check my contract to San Bagonza. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I headed got, to San Bagonza. I got I got one ride left in me. <laughs> like, that's my guy, Miho. Gee, mister, I hope it's not on my ass. <laughs> contract to San Bagonza. Hell yeah. <laughs> Can you give my buddy a ride too? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Johnny Flame. What was his name? Johnny Nitro, Johnny Flame. Nice. Uh fuck. <laughs> you can't remember. Uh shit. It's it's uh How you doing, my hummingbird? <laughs> uh shit John Johnny Blaze. Johnny Johnny Blaze, bitch. Because <laughs> I, the, what I really had to think about was fucking Method Man. Because Method Man. Oh yeah, saying, I'm John Blaze. Mm-hmm. Look at John Blaze shit. Mm-hmm. I got John is. Blaze. <laughs> <laughs> I get jiggy with this shit. <laughs> uh, Johnny Blaze. Yeah, that's that is Ghost Rider. Everything in the movie's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do this to me, Eleanor. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, dude, Sam Elliott, it definitely, I think the, the feel of the movie would have been different. I think that would have scared the shit out of me, freaking Sam Elliott. You're like, no, not Sam. I might have to kill you. <laughs> anyway, uh, the original script was long enough to make a three-hour movie. Scenes that were never filmed included Ryder slaughtering an entire family. Bummer. An eyeball appearing in a hamburger. Bummer. This was replaced in a finger in a plate of french fries, which was an awesome scene. A graphic sex scene between uh, Gal Galveston, the girl before Nash, and Jim. I don't know who Gal Galveston was. Like She wasn't in the movie, I don't think. Mm-hmm. But I would have really looked forward to that graphic sex scene between Jim and Jennifer Jason Lee. Because I remember when I watched this movie in seventh grade, the one thing I was disappointed about was that he took a shower instead of her. Because 
Because I thought, dude, I thought she was perfect in this movie. Like, in seventh grade, I thought she was so hot. You're like, oh, man, she knows how to cook a burger and she has an accent. Right. <laughs> and that bobby blonde hair, I'm such a fucking idiot fool <laughs> for that haircut. The lead singer, uh, Wilson Phillips. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. <laughs> Don't you know you can change things that go your way if you hold on for one more day. You sure not, not Carney? No. <laughs> Did you ever see, I think it was Mad TV, did the skit where they were oh, doing that shit. video, and every time they showed Carney Wilson, she was like eating, eating a hamburger <laughs> or a piece of cake. It was so fucked up. Oh, shit. Oh, Carney. Oh, man. <laughs> Carney. Jesus Christ. She was holding on. I was trying. Oh my god! I was trying to think. What was their other hit? I was trying to think of what it was. Oh shit! Uh, well, I can only think one. of that. I can only think of that music video now. Change. <laughs> I'll think of it halfway through this. And be like, I'll just start singing it. Good. So while performing the last bit of the windshield stunt, Rudger Howard knocked out one of his teeth with the shotgun he held in his hands. I guess you know that shit could happen when you're jumping through a windshield with a shotgun. Yeah. Ooh, I got a shotgun this week. Really? Yeah, I was pretty happy about that. All right. Yeah, just that reminded me. No, I, I didn't know if you were legitimately talking about an actual shotgun. I actually, yeah, I got a new shotgun. Hell yeah. I'll show it to you. Sweet. <laughs> we're done. Sweet. It's pretty nice. I, yeah, it's uh, some new brand like G-Force or I don't know. It's it's an off brand, but it, we looked it up online. They're a brand new, brand mm-hmm. new company, mm-hmm. which is probably why we got such a good deal on the shotgun um, because I have a shit ton of shotgun shells here. Nice. So it was kind of made sense to get another shotgun. Anyway, Makes sense. Thought I'd throw that out there. Nice. Um. So, uh, in early drafts of the script, John Ryder had been described as skeletal in nature. So actors like David Bowie, Sting, the actor and or the singer, not the professional wrestler. I'm assuming Sam Shepard, Harry Dean Stanton, and Terrence Stamp were mentioned. David Bowie. Can you imagine? My right. <laughs> He's like, all right, love, I need you to say, I want to die. <laughs> what? Say what? I want to die. It's easy. <laughs> A dance magic dance. <laughs> I, there's only one, Died. <laughs> what there's only one thing I want you to say. Ch-ch-ch-changes. <laughs> <laughs> what, was, what, was, what was the guy's name in the movie? Oh, John. Oh, Jim. <laughs> Die, Jim, die. <laughs> dance, magic, dance. We will be doing... We will be doing Labyrinth at some point. Sweet. Because we do have it. Sweet. Just dance. Dun, 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 dun. Ground control to Major there we Jim. <laughs> David fucking Bowie. I murdered that whole family back in that station wagon. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna totally puke when you lay eyes on them. <laughs> Sting. Sting. <laughs> Sting, really? Sting. That makes sense. I, I understand. Every move you make, <laughs> every breath you take. Roxanne! Yeah. I'll be ripping your girlfriend in half. Bum, 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 bum. You don't have to. Put on a red light. <laughs> Roxanne. <Man. laughs> 
Murder and families on the highway. You don't have to sell your body to the night. Roxanne. I got to click on Harry Dean Stanton to see who that is. Oh. Uh, Okay, I know him, but I don't know him. Right. Oh, dude, he's the the dude with the hat from Alien that's Mm -hmm. looking for the cat. Okay. And then this dude, I would have liked Terrence Stamp. If you've ever seen that movie, The Limey, oh. this dude is pure fucking evil, man. I He's, love he plays, him. I'm about to say, he plays the fucking old, you know, fucking uh, villain and everything. Yes. Damn, I, could, I, could, I don't know why. I but this movie, The Limey, oh my God, it's fucking amazing. If you haven't seen it, you need to watch it. All of you. I'm speaking to all of you. Uh, Jennifer Jason Lee agreed to do this movie because she wanted to work with Rudger Hauer again. They co-starred in Flesh and Blood in 1985 and loved the character of Nash because there was a real person there. Alrighty. Just get your check and shut the fuck up. All right. Screenwriter Eric Redd said that this movie was inspired by the Doors song Riders on the Storm, which is why I went looking for Riders on the Storm and found that cool remix. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Jason Lee, though, later on in Single Wife Female, we get to see her getting just fucked all over the place. That's awesome. All right. Because she was the... Uh, oh, she was also in that one spy movie. Uh, what was it called? It was really... It came out right after Single White Female. And it was really good. And I thought it was going to launch a good career for her. And then it didn't go anywhere. How do I get more movies here? So Single White Female was the one right after that. I guess I could look at the filmography. That would tell me. So the year was 1993, I believe. Uh, let's see. Single white female. Okay, The Prom. It wasn't that. Dolores Claiborne. Damn. Maybe it came out before Single White Female. Do you know what I'm talking about? Backdraft. It was a spy movie. (laughs) Oh, shit. Fuck, what was it called? Backdraft, Crooked Hearts, Rush, Single White Female, The Prom, Shortcuts. Uh, shit. Oh, you know what? It wasn't Jennifer Jason Lee. It was the other girl from the Single White Female Bridget Fonda. Oh, never seen it, so. Mm. But she ain't got a motor in the back of her Honda. <laughs> My Anaconda don't, don't want none unless you got buns, hon. You can do side bends or sit-ups. But please don't lose that butt. That is like in my everyday lexicon, I promise you. Really? Yes, it is. I don't know anybody that doesn't know at least some of the lyrics. I think that's one, one of those song. songs. That so. Baby Got Back and Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh, yeah. I think those are like the two. If you start that, people can finish the Yes. I think anybody should be able to, you know, just give you at least two Especially anybody in in this age group. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, Bridget Fonda. I'm sorry, it wasn't Jennifer Jason Lee. So I think Jennifer Jason Lee was the crazy roommate Mm -hmm. in Single White Female, which is awesome because she's the one that was going down on Bridget Fonda's boyfriend. Have you ever seen Single White Female? Okay. Mm -mm. Bridget Fonda has a boyfriend. She gets a roommate who's crazy. It's Jennifer Jason Lee. And at one point, she actually cuts her hair so she looks like Bridget Fonda. Oh, I, and I've, she's like I've standing seen... in the dark so he doesn't know it's not her. Mm-hmm. But as and this is great because as soon as she starts sucking his dick, he's like, "This ain't my girlfriend." But I don't want her to like. Damn right. Like, she's way better than Bridget Fonda was. Mm-hmm. And then he lets her finish, and he's like, "What's going on here?" Like <laughs> after she's done, she's like. What's wrong? Did you or something like she raises her head and the light goes across her face and you can see it's not her and then he's like, "Oh damn, it is not my girlfriend. Please stop." 
<laughs> Even though you're already finished now. Yeah, right. Guess they won't be around to. Right. Shucks. Anyway, I thought, uh, yeah, Jennifer Jason Lee, I thought she was uh, hot in this movie when I was in seventh grade. Mm-hmm. Watched it now, and I was like, nah, yeah, she's all right. She's a little homely. Right. She's all right. She's all right. But when I was that's in seventh grade, I was some like. truck stop. She was boner material. You know, that's, that is, mm-hmm. you got to think, she's, she's a hot piece of ass on some truck stop. Oh, hell yeah. That is, woo. T-R-U-C-K. <laughs> T-R-U-C-K-S-T-O-P. Truck, truck stop. stop. Truck stop. That, that doesn't work as well as bus stop. <laughs> I knew what you were going for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So C. Thomas Howe's fear when Rudger Hauer was holding the knife near his eye was genuine. Rudger Hauer improvised the line and the position of the knife. <laughs> Damn. All right. That's fucking funny. Uh, C. Thomas Howe considers this movie to be one of his personal favorites. I thought it would have been Soul Man, but you know. <laughs> Do you know Soul Man? No. Soul Man is a movie he did around this time mm-hmm. where he's a white guy mm-hmm. and he dyes his skin black so he can use the United Negro College Fund to go to college for free. <laughs> a movie they would never be able to make nowadays, but was funny in like 1984. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, all right. All right, then. Entertainment Weekly ranked this as the 19th scariest movie of all time. What do you think about that? Bullshit. <laughs> Sorry, I was a little late on the reverb there. It's all good. You know I, where I was going. Well, at first I thought you were just going to go boo, mm-hmm. and then I was like, oh shit, I better hit that reverb. <laughs> See, you guys get it raw. Mm-hmm. Uncut. You get it raw, like junior year prom, date, prom night raw. Damn. Hell yeah. Like, I got really drunk and don't know what happened raw. Damn. Yeah. Anyway, for the role of Jim Halsey, the producers mentioned Matthew Modine, Tom Cruise, Emilio Estevez, and Charlie Sheen. Brothers. I don't think any of those guys, except maybe Emilio Estevez, are would have been um what's the serious word enough? Not serious enough. Um helpless enough gotcha. feeling. Mm-hmm. Maybe Emilio Estevez I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I think Emilio Estevez is the one I can really see in this because he could sell it. The rest of those dudes are kind of like fuck off me. Mm-hmm. Of course, Charlie Sheen, you know, he would just fucked Rutger Hauer and gave AIDS. But <laughs> Warlock. George W. Bush served on the board of the company that made this movie. G-Dub. G-Dub. Shouts out to G-Dub. <laughs> <laughs> That's my George W. Bush laugh. <laughs> Terror. Terror. <laughs> we didn't do anything but we won. <laughs> We're going over there to protect our interests. I mean, fight for freedom. <laughs> We're going to liberate Iraq and all that oil. <laughs> that wonderful, wonderful oil. <laughs> Wait, what do you think? What do you think, Dick Cheney? <laughs> That's all you hear in the background. <laughs> Somebody's dead. (laughs) Oops. Uh, That's funny. At one point, screenwriter Eric Red wanted John Ryder to have an electronic voice box. (laughs) I need you to say, I want to (laughs) die. Say it. Stab you in the eye. (laughs) I wouldn't recommend smoking that cigarette. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, those commercials are bad. (laughs) I totally ripped your girlfriend in half. (laughs) When you take a shower, (coughs) make sure your hole isn't under the spout. (laughs) (laughs) You know what's. You might 
fucking drown. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, know what's shit. stupid? We're making that voice. We're actually putting our hand right in our throat. <laughs> like we're using one of those things. <laughs> we definitely were. Uh, is it bad that I always wanted to find a chick that had one of those? Oh, shit. Just for, you know. Blow job. You know, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's bad. Oh. If any of you ladies out there have a tracheotomy, <laughs> you can also send us an email at uh, 700 tapes at gmail.com. Throw baby. Or hit us up on some DMs on Twitter. <laughs> oh, baby. Oh, baby. Oh, you're so good. <laughs> Just like that. Harder. Harder. <laughs> Harder. Faster, baby. I ain't made out of glass. <laughs> Work it, baby. Do it. Make it harder. I, I well, like it. Better, stronger. I like it like that. Ooh, daddy. <laughs> uh, there's, and I, okay, guys. Don't fucking lie to me. At least one or two of you right now are sitting there going, I never thought about that. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Gives you a jolt in your britches, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, Jim is driving a 1977 Cadillac Seville. And I will tell you, I at one time owned a 1985 Cadillac Sedan DeVille, mm-hmm. and it looked almost exactly like that car. I was like, is that a Brom? Is right? that the Brom one? Dude, Do you got the rims on it? Right? Dude, that caddy, <laughs> that caddy I had was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, the sound system, it sounded like I had a fucking lowrider sound system in it, but it was the base sound system of the fucking car. Mm-hmm. That thing glided. Mm-hmm. I bought, the unfortunate thing was when the transmission went out, mm-hmm. it was $4,000 repair because it was Cadillac transmission. You, mm-hmm. When you buy a Cadillac, well, you know this, but when you buy a Cadillac or a BMW or an Audi or something, uh, you know, a high-end car like that, they, there's no such thing as an OEM part. Mm-mm. You got to buy a Cadillac part, a BMW part. So yeah, I had to buy a Cadillac transmission. They were four grand, and I was like, mm, I'm, "Scrap metal, it is." I don't think I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, 20th Century Fox was to have distributed this movie before TriStar Pictures took over. Damn. Uh, this was the directorial debut of Robert Harmon. Uh, the truck at the end of this movie is a Dodge Ram Charger, and it's fucking badass. I fucking love that truck. Ever since I was a kid, I was like, dude, that truck is fucking awesome. <laughs> dude, I would love to have one of those trucks now. It'd be fucking awesome. <clears throat> I think it'll crawl over anything. Anything. Anyway. C. Thomas Howell and Rudger Hauer appeared in the Poseidon Adventure together in 2005. Which was a remake of an old movie with Ernest Borgnine. Mm. And both of them are really good. I actually like both of them. I will say, though, the 2005 version fucked me up. Have you seen it? Mm-mm. Kurt Russell's in it. Okay, I, so I remember that. That's- so at the end of the movie, there's something going on where, of course, somebody's got to go down into the water, way down, mm-hmm. to unhook something, to keep something from blowing up, or push a button, or do something to stop the ship from killing everybody. Mm-hmm. Kurt Russell, again, and it's decided, anybody who goes, it's like a two-minute swim there and a two-minute swim back. So anybody that goes is going to die because you're not going to make, you're not going to have enough air. You're not going to be able to hold your breath long enough to make it back. Even if you make it there, you're not going to make it back. Mm -hmm. So Kurt Russell decides he's going to go, which is okay, whatever. But he swims down there, pushes the button, and he swims. They actually show him drown. And I fucked my head up a little bit. 
because he's flailing around and he's like, <gasps> and then he just stops moving and I'm like, it like mentally fucked me up a little bit. No. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes shit like that, like, I don't know. Shit like that bugs me sometimes. I would rather see somebody get their head blown off or sawed in half or mm. then I think it's because I'm so terrified of drowning. Mm-hmm. I don't like water and it's Kurt Russell, one of my favorite actors. So I think it kind of fucked me up in the head a little bit. Anyway, that's the Poseidon Adventure. Check it out. If you would like. Um, that's pretty much it on the trivia here. So let's go ahead and jump into this. Let's go ahead and jump right in. So the Hitcher. I'm going to hitch so right on down the Hitcher. HBO video release on VHS. Um, something interesting on the beginning of this tape. Mm-hmm. The, you know how you usually get the FBI warning, anti-piracy, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. This one announced that it was using macrovision anti-copy technology. So I don't know if this tape, because they did that for a little while. They tried to make it so you couldn't copy the tapes. Mm-hmm. So when you tried to copy it, there was something in the magnetics of the tape that would put like a static line across the whole thing for the copy. Mm-hmm. And um, they tried this with CDs. And the only band that I know of that really did this was fucking, um, what was the Guns N' Roses spinoff? Uh was Slash. It was pretty much Guns N' Roses without Axel. Uh, Velvet Revolver. There you go. Their first album was anti-piracy, and uh, apparently you couldn't burn the CD, mm-hmm. which you literally couldn't, which sucked because the fact that that happened, when you tried to put the CD into your iTunes, mm-hmm. which is what I did, it you couldn't it. listen to it. Oh. It was fucked up because it did the same thing going into the iTunes that it would have done going on to another CD or, in, or getting ripped. Mm-hmm. Which every like a few oh. seconds, I was so pissed, and I was like, "Did they not think somebody would try to put this on their iTunes legitimately?" Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I don't have Velvet Revolver on my iTunes, and whose fault is that? Slash, I just want to know whose fault is that? Duff, <laughs> fuckers, dopey, Doc, <laughs> Top Dollar, make you holla, <laughs> holla, 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 fire it up, fire it up. Dude, so is Mother's Day in March? No, it's May. May? Okay, well, so mm-hmm. we got a couple months. Mm-hmm. Um, start thinking about a good Mother's Day movie and get your Yo Mama jokes ready. Okay. Because we're going to be doing our second annual Yo Mama, Mama joke, joke competition. Damn. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Mr. Doubtfire. Ooh, that's a good one. I just put that out there. Trying to think of what else. There's a really good Mother's Day movie I'd like to do, actually called Mother's Day, mm-hmm. but I only have it on Blu-ray, and the VHSs are wildly expensive, so that's probably not going to happen. Gotcha. But it's stupid. There's an, actually, I've got a couple. I think we're going to do a horror movie this year. Well, we did Alien last, Aliens last year, but mm-hmm. um, I wanted to actually maybe do an actual Mother's Day horror movie, which there are a few. Okay. There's one actually called Mother's Day. Um, there's one called Mother, I think. There's Mom. Mm-hmm. Anyway. I'm looking around as we speak on eBay. I'm trying to get ahead of the curve here. Gotcha. Anyway, so Macrovision anti-copy technology. There were no previews on this tape, so we're back to no previews. Uh, it starts out with uh, C. Thomas Howell, uh, good old Jim Halsey himself, uh, driving down a desolate highway. If I'm not mistaken, that this part, like this, the starting part, is Arizona. I think it's New Mexico, actually. Because I think the bug, because a, a beetle passes him, right? Uh-huh. I think it has an Arizona plate. Oh, does it? I didn't I'm, notice I'm that. Almost, 
almost certain you catch a, a glimpse I of think it. The, um, I think the biggest part of it happened in New Mexico. I just know he was on a dark desert highway, mm-hmm. cool wind in his hair. And there's a sweet smell of Kalitas rising up through the air. <laughs> and all of a sudden, up ahead in the distance, he saw a shimmering light. His head grew heavy and his sight grew dim. He had to stop for the night. Such a lovely place. You know the original uh, name of that song was Hotel Hell? And they didn't think it was marketable for an album name. Well, the the record company didn't think so. The Eagles wanted it to be Hotel Hell, mm-hmm. but the record company didn't think it was marketable as a as an album title. So they changed it to What's the next closest thing to Hell? California. So there we go. I personally like their working title, the Motel Colorado. Hmm. But <laughs> Welcome to the Motel Colorado. <laughs> Such a shitty place, <laughs> but weed's legal here. <laughs> here too. Yeah, mm. but I've been making that joke before. Mm-hmm. Uh, that think. joke is pre-legalization in Arizona. Gotcha, gotcha. So gotcha. I'm kind of grandfathered in on it. Oh, okay, okay. So anyway, uh, he's driving and he's lighting a cigarette and he's sleepy. He's listening to the radio, and that's when he gets passed by that beetle, mm-hmm. which is important later mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. And um, it's almost sunrise, and I love this shot of him driving. And there's no music in the beginning of this movie. It's just him driving, and I love that. It sets a really eerie... Ominous. So you'll appreciate... I thought about you when we watched this movie, because he's moving this car Mm -hmm. from Chicago to San Diego Mm -hmm. for someone else, Mm -hmm. which is what you used to do for a living, Mm -hmm. pretty much. I would move cars around. That's what I did. So I actually thought about you during that. I was like, man, this could have happened to Roman. Look, like driving long distances. You could like, see he was trying to like do everything he could to stay awake. Right. Man. And then like, I was, I fuck, like, put your head out the window. You smoke a cigarette. You turn the music yeah. up. You try to blast the fucking AC so you're awake. None of that shit works. And then I was like, this wouldn't happen to Roman because he's a G and he'd have pulled his fucking Glock on that uh, dude. Look, for sure. Glock 9. Look, shoved it up your ass. Look, for <laughs> sure. There's no like like none of this shit would have happened. The right? only way look the only way some shit like this would have happened is I'm the type of motherfucker that's gonna pull over because I gotta I gotta take a nap. Like right like he would have tapped on my window. I want to see you die. Right. You know? <laughs> I still don't think it would have happened. Something crazy like that. I'd have shot his ass still. Like my fault. Make sure all y'all kids don't grow. Black 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 black. <laughs> it's over. So anyway, he gets passed by the beetle. But anyway, I love this. It's almost sunrise, and they're showing the mountains, and he's driving. We've all been on that long road trip overnight. Fuck yeah. Where the sun's just starting to come up, and you're almost there. Mm-hmm. It's usually when I'm driving to California. It is that light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, because when I drive to California, I usually leave around midnight, because I like doing it overnight. Because mm-hmm. I usually, especially if I'm going in the summer, because it's not hot. Right. It's kind of cool. A lot of people are on the road. Which like usually that. gets me right around when the sun starts coming up. I'm hitting those sand dunes. Oh, I thought you were going to say the the windmills and the or the windmills. Yeah, one mm-hmm. of the depending on when I leave. Mm-hmm. But the sunrise over either one of those things is amazing. Oh yeah, yeah, I yeah. Fucking for love sure. It. And I kind of time it like that on purpose. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah. So we've all been kind of on that road trip. So it gives you kind of that's the thing about this movie. It gives you that familiarity feel because we've all kind of been in the situation where we're driving late like that mm-hmm. from one place to another. We're tired. So it's really easy, I think, to put yourself into this movie. Right. Like, what if this happened to me? What would I do? Mm-hmm. I tell you, I wouldn't do half the stupid shit that oh, good no. old Jim Housie did. No. 
But anyway, so it's 4.15 in El Paso. So he's in El Paso. Now he's in Texas, yep. So, and I put in parentheses because this is true. El Paso is a dump. I've been there. You've been in El Paso? Mm-mm. It's a dump. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's a border town. It's just, yeah. It's, it's like fucking Deming, New Mexico. I've never been there, but I'm pretty sure, yeah, mm-hmm. you're probably right. It just feels gritty. And, they said you know, the highlight of Deming is Walmart. The highlight of Deming mm-hmm. is the now leaving sign. Right, right. <laughs> So now it's raining, which adds to the ambiance. Mm-hmm. And he falls asleep, and he almost gets wiped out by a semi. Like, oh, oh, my God. God. Oh, my God. And it was close. <laughs> All right. Is it just me, or is he just a whiny little bitch to this entire movie? Oh, my God. I was getting hit by a semi. He was. All right. So uh, he sees Rudger Hauer hitchhiking. Um on the side of the road and he pulls over to pick him up because it's raining and he felt sorry for him. Mm-hmm. And he opens the door and he's like, hey, my mother told me never to do this. <laughs> like, yeah, you shouldn't. And so then yeah. Rudger Hauer gets in and he's like, hi, I'm Jim Halsey. What's your name? <laughs> and Rudger Hauer's like, John Ryder. He's like, okay. So he's like, I'm transporting this car to San Diego. <laughs> so then... Um, Where are you going? Yeah, he looks at him weird. Like, Rudger Howard's just, like, staring at him. And he's like, why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> so then... Um, Got a cigarette. Well, he asked him uh, what happened. He goes, I ran out of gas. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is actually... Okay, so they see the Beetle. And they're coming up on it, and he starts slowing down, and Rudger Hauer pushes his leg to make him jam the gas to pass it. Mm-hmm. He's like, what did you do that for? <laughs> he's like, just because. And he's like, I ran out of gas. He's like, oh, so we need to get you to a gas station. And he doesn't answer him. Mm-hmm. So then um, he tries to, so then he um, asks him for a cigarette, and then he's like, okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. When they pass the beetle after he pushes his leg, he tries to kick him out of the car. Mm-hmm. He pulls over and he's like, I think it's time you get out now. And Oh, and this is important. He goes, yeah. And he because, goes, it, because he opens the he door. He opens the door and then he reshuts it, but he doesn't shut it all the way. The mm-hmm. door's ajar. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I think you're just going to keep driving. And see, Thomas Howell's like, oh, okay. <clears throat> so then Jim keeps driving and the lightning effects here are great. The lighting effects that they're using in the car mm-hmm. with their faces and everything. It's beautiful. Beautifully done. So many things I like about this movie that make it creepy and then rewatching it. There's also so many other things I'm like, they could have done better right. to make it not as corny. But it was the 80s, mm-hmm. so we got to kind of take that into account. So first he says he ran out of gas, and then he asked for a cigarette. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, yeah, there should be a gas station right up here. He's like, ah, gas station have cigarettes. And he's like, I thought you needed gas. He goes, I don't need gas. And he's like, what do you want? And John starts laughing. And he goes, what's so funny? <laughs> and he goes, that's what the last, that's what your mom said. Just kidding. <laughs> that's he goes, what she said. That's what the last guy said. And he's like, the last guy? He goes, yeah. The guy in that beetle back there. Mm-hmm. And then John tells him, and he goes, uh, he couldn't run away because, uh, I cut off his legs and his arms and his head. And I know I'm surprisingly clean and blood-free from doing all that, but you believe me, mister, 
I, I did, did it. it. <laughs> Especially with this little blade here. Right? Yeah, with a little switchblade knife. So they roll up to a construction zone. And uh, he's thinking, like, this is my chance. And mm-hmm. he's got the switchblade closed where he could pop it open. He's got it up against Jim's hip or his wait, side wait, or you, something. You missed, you missed the whole... Doesn't he say, you know... Doesn't he put the knife up to him? Not yet. Okay. He doesn't do that yet. He's got it like against his hit, his side right here, mm-hmm. so he can pop it open. Which I don't know if the switchblade would be sharp enough to actually go into you if you tried to pop it open that time. My thought is even it might poke you. Even then, with the, just the the mechanism of a switchblade yeah. itself, I don't know if it would possibly open all the way. So here's what I'd like to do: as we get unless to it's points, one of those that goes. Like, as we get to points in this movie where Jim could have gotten out of this situation, mm-hmm. we're going to stop and examine it. This is one of them. Cool. Anyway, so they pull up to the construction zone. Mm-hmm. And the guy is like, oh, the road's going to be closed up here for a second. Blah, blah, blah. Got a cigarette. You got a cigarette? And the Red is like, no. And the guy looks over. He looks at Red Grower, who mm-hmm. he's, he's getting some hostility from. Mm-hmm. Then he looks at Jim, and then he looks down and sees his hand against Jim's hip. And I think he assumes they're gay. They're gay. Mm-hmm. They're, so, oh, I'm not hitting on your dude here. He thought, you know what I mean? No homo. Mm-hmm. So he's like, where are you coming from? He's like, Chicago. He's, or he's like, Illinois. He's like, oh, where at? He's like, Chicago. He's like, oh, my wife, my from Buford or whatever. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, mm-hmm. We're good old boys. I'm not hitting on your boyfriend. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And then he waves him on. All right. It's a it's a switchblade against your side. Mm. Let me ask. Okay, we're gonna compare yeah, the contrast yeah, yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's what I would have done. I want to know what you would have done. Okay. Like I was just saying, I don't know if the spring mechanism in that switchblade mm-hmm. would have been strong enough to pierce me all the way. I mean, it might have poked me a little bit. Right. But I don't think it was gonna injure me that bad. Right. This is a chance. You throw a fucking elbow, elbow bam into sure. Rudger's face. Pop out of that car as fast as you can. Yell at all those construction workers. This guy's trying to kill me. Right. What's he going to do? Take on five guys? Right. You're done. They subdue him. They call the cops. It's over. No movie. Am no I movie. right? Right. Okay. For sure. But he's scared. I understand he's a kid. Mm-hmm. He's scared. But this is a golden opportunity to get out of this. Right. Fuck it. If, if I get stabbed, I get stabbed. It's not like it's going to kill me unless right. it punctures a kidney or something, which what are the odds that he's going to be able to stab me before I can get out of the car, even if he does? It's something I, I'm willing to live with. Yes. Not I, die I'll with. take it. I'll right. take it. Right. So anyway, so they get past the construction site, and um, that's when he gets the switchblade, and mm. he puts it up to his face, and he's like, do you know what happens to an eyeball when it gets punctured? Do you know how much blood comes out of a neck when you slit somebody's throat? And he's like, what do you want? And he's like, I want you to stop me. And he's like, please, uh, 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 I'll do anything. And he's like, anything. I want you to say four words. So, all right. So I thought about making an intro with this. I was going to get you and be like, one of us was going to be Red Grower. There was going to be Thomas Howell and be going, say the 700 Tapes podcast for entertainment purposes only. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I don't know if I can say that. (laughs) Say they don't own any of the rights to the clips they're going to use. That would be badass. Yeah. But we didn't really have time because we'd put it off for so long. But anyway, it's weird. This whole part pisses me off because this whole time he's like, say, I want to die. 
he does see Thomas Howell does this weird throat guttural thing through this whole thing that just bugs the shit out of me. He's like, I I I don't know if I can say that. That I don't know what he's doing. That popping thing in his throat. <laughs> it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Like I edited it out of most of the fucking intro because I couldn't listen to it. <laughs> so he's like, I he's like, want. Oh, the fantastic! What were they? The fantastics? Or yeah, fantasmos. Or- Yo, that would have been funny. The Fanta Girls. You know what I'm talking about? Fanta, Fanta, don't you want I want, dude. I want. I used to watch them commercials. I wanted to Fanta bad. Uh huh. Fanta. I'm Fanta all you girls all night long. I want to Fanta all night long with you girls. <laughs> I've got a hole too. <laughs> oh man, that might be my new character now, Trickyami guy. Trick. Uh, I'm gonna call him Trick. He's Aunt Janet's new boyfriend. Gotcha. I want you to meet my new boyfriend, Alan. He's got a tracheotomy, so he talks a little funny. Hi, how's it going? (laughs) Let me tell you, though, what he lacks in throat, he more than makes up for in other places, if you know what I mean. (laughs) I'm hung like a donkey. (laughs) This is the weirdest Thanksgiving I've ever been to. I'm putting stuffing straight into my hole. I want you to stuff my hole later, sweetheart. <laughs> I don't want my mashed potatoes anymore. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so now we got Aunt Janet and her boyfriend, Tracheotomy Allen. Yeah, I've been trying to think of a name for that lady for a long time. <laughs> and that just came off the cuff, so I think that's her name now, Aunt Janet. Oh, God, you can't be nice to your Aunt Janet. <laughs> Give me another snort of that fireball, will you? <laughs> but I digress. So anyway, so now we're at Wana. Because this takes forever. They really draw this scene out. Mm-hmm. But I think it was very well drawn out. Because mm-hmm. it's very intense. Um, and he's like, two. Because he already said want. He's mm-hmm. like, two. <laughs> two. <laughs> he's like, die. <laughs> Rutger Hauer is fucking amazing. Like, mm-hmm. He's... He pulls off crazy really well, I think, and psychotic. Like, but he's like psychotic in a I don't give a fuck way. Mm-hmm. Like you tell, he's a total sociopath, like psychopath, like no feeling for what That's he's doing why whatsoever. He was the perfect replicant, right? Like yes, legit, absolutely. So, about this time, Jim Housley notices that the door is ajar. And now he decides to act. He mm-hmm. could have totally done the same exact thing at the construction zone, right? And gotten out of this. But he rams him out of the car. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't want to die! Yeah! Fuck you! Okay, let's stop for a minute. Mm-hmm. This would have been at the movie, too. Mm-hmm. Would you have left that guy lying in the road? So, Jeepers Creepers 2. No, Jeepers Creepers Right. One. Oh, where he keeps running him over back look, and forth. Yeah, his, me too. Except <laughs> it would have actually done him in, because <laughs> he's not supernatural like the Creeper. Right, I'd yeah. hit him twice. I'd have I backed him you. up. Ran over again, backed him up. Ran, yeah. I'd have made sure there was not much left to him for them I'd to scrape off the highway. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. For sure. 
And then I'd probably got out and stomped his head till there was nothing left. Hey, you ain't coming after stop. me, the motherfucker. Hey, Tao, stop. Right? Hey, Tao, stop. <laughs> I'd have pulled some uh, American History X Ooh, on his Kirby. ass. Oh, yeah. Bite the curb. About to curb stomp your ass. Bite the curb. Uh, you're not going to do that to me again. <laughs> 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 I'm Jim Halsey, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so he knocks him out, and he thinks he gets away. So then there's this great... <laughs> He, he drives off, and Rudger Hauer's laying in the road, mm-hmm. and they do this great shot that of shot him. shot up. Oh, yeah, that shit where was he tight. starts standing up, and the camera's shooting up at him. That shit was tight. And that is a camera trick that imposes power onto the character, mm-hmm. and it was so well fucking done. And, the, yeah, the cinematography and lighting effects in this movie were spot fucking on. So it's a great close-up shot of him standing up, and now it's daytime. And Jim pulls in. He's pretty proud of himself. And he's driving. He hasn't pulled in anywhere yet. He's still driving. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of down the road, happy. And the station wagon drives by, towing a boat. And uh, it passes him. Mm-hmm. And there's kids in the back with toy guns because it was the 1980s. This is mm-hmm. what we did. We all had toy guns. And they're shooting at him. Pow, toy pow, guns pow, and pow, Care pow. Bears. Hell yeah, you shoot your <laughs> Care Bears with the toy guns. <laughs> So he's like shooting back at him with his finger. Pew, pew. <laughs> cute kids. <laughs> cute kids. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, all of a sudden, there's a teddy bear. I love this scene too. There's a teddy bear mm-hmm. like dancing around. And then the teddy bear moves. And it's fucking Rudger Howard. And he's like, hey, how's it going, Jim? <laughs> and Jim freaks out. And he's pulling up to the side of the car. And he's trying to tell him, that guy's a killer. That guy's a killer. And uh, John Candy's looking back and making those drinking signs at him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they can't hear him. And uh, it's cool because the kids are shooting him through the window still. And Rudger Howard's whispering to him, yeah, shoot him. Kill him. Kill him. Kill him. <laughs> oh, my God. It was awesome. So they don't hear him. And he, again, he narrowly misses getting hit by a bus. Which I think took off his back bumper. Oh, he got clipped, for sure. He got clipped. I think his whole back bumper came off. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, fuck. The owner of this car is not going to be happy when he gets there. (laughs) Not at all. So then uh, he he has to skid off to the side of the road, and the station wagon keeps going. And the bus stops, but he takes off. And the bus driver's like, come back. Mm -hmm. So he speeds down the road, and... um. He finds the station wagon a little ways down, mm-hmm. which tells me, man, Rudger Hauer worked quick. He finds the station wagon a little way down. He stops, and he looks in the window, and then they show blood like dripping his on shoe. his shoe out mm-hmm. of the thing. And they don't show what he sees in the car, which I thought was even better. Leaves it up to your imagination. Leaves your imagination. Mm-hmm. He runs back to his car, and he fucking pukes. <laughs> now, this is historic for me. Mm-hmm. This is the first time I everybody I ever saw anybody puke on on camera. Wow. Yeah. So I remember thinking, wow, that was uncalled for and disgusting. I didn't want to see somebody puke. And like, <laughs> yeah, up until this point, I had never seen somebody puke in a movie before, and I was like, that's really disgusting. So then, so I was like, gross. So then he gets back. He drives off all fast and he comes speeding into an old garage and it's abandoned he's like looking around and uh, there was a trivia I didn't read when he walks into the garage mm-hmm. a bunch of pigeons fly up in the air 
if you look in the shot, I guess you can actually see the guy releasing the pigeons oh, on the bottom of shit on him. No, at the <laughs> bottom of the camera, you can see the guy releasing the pigeons. Damn. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I forgot to read that one. But um, he's looking around, and there's nobody there. And then he goes in the restaurant, and there's nobody there. And then um, Rudger Hauer catches up to him. Um, so let me see. He runs into John inside the warehouse thing and john has his keys right oh because he left the car running stupid idiot okay another okay fucking stupid first off i wouldn't have stopped at that place because it was clearly abandoned right i wouldn't have stopped there i'd have kept going to a police station he tried to use the phone right like i wouldn't have called anybody i'd have gone straight to the police station mm -hmm. i'd have found one Mm -hmm. so there's another mistake so he's got, John's got his keys and he throws them on the ground and leaves. So now he's playing with them. Right. So it's, it's all dusty and windy outside, which I relate it with too. Cause I went on a lot of road trips with my dad through like Texas and New Mexico and California and the Southwest pretty much. It's a dust bowl. Yeah. Being at that old gas station where it's dusty and windy and there's desert all over the place. That kind of connected with me. I'm like when you usually, when you usually drive into one of those, you hear that ding, ding. Because yeah, your car, yeah, yeah. Your car will go over the the yep. little sensor or whatever. Yep. Ding ding. Right. So see <laughs> Thomas Howell's like at his car, and John comes busting through the garage door in that badass Ram nope, Charger. Nope, nope, not yet. What happens is in that moment he goes out because there was like a dust, uh, like a right, dust right. tornado coming, uh-huh. and he jumps in the truck. That's how he ends up getting the truck. Right. Oh, that's right. This, and they, they're yeah, pulling off. The guy in the truck picks him up. Mm-hmm. That's I think it's you're a, right. A, it's, a, it's like it's a not till later that he busts through because that's at the next. You're right. You're absolutely right. My bad. Mm-hmm. So he gets picked up by that badass Ram Charger, mm-hmm. and um, Jim's he was like, like, "No, no, yeah." He's like, no, "Stop!" No. So then now Jim's driving. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Oh, this sucks." And it sucks. <laughs> and I'll, that's when John comes up behind him with the truck in he, the Ram Charger, and he's ramming him because mm-hmm. it's a Ram Charger. Because mm-hmm. it had the the grill in the front that right. Has. Oh, it's so badass. Mm-hmm. I would love to take that thing out four wheeling. Oh my god! So then um, he runs him off the road and he leaves him, which he's still playing with him now. Mm-hmm. So now John's pulling into another gas station. And it's all locked. And here comes John out of the garage. That's when he comes busting out of the garage. Barrel, <laughs> barreling through that bitch. And uh, he hits the gas pump, and gas is going everywhere. Jim's rolling. Okay, this is important for something I'm going to say later. Mm-hmm. Jim's rolling around on the ground in the gas and the mud and dirt. And he gets up and he's running to his car. And John has a match, and he's like, bloop, and he throws it on the floor. <laughs> And Jim gets in the car and takes off just in time, but the car still catches on fire, and the whole gas station blows up. So he's driving, and it's all on fire, and he's Mm -hmm. freaking out. So now we see um, Jennifer Jason Lee. We're introduced to her character, and she's getting off the bus. And she's was that like a Greyhound or something? Because that's, that's a weird bus to be riding to and from work. I that's thought. what I was thinking. But maybe because of the rural situation that's, they're in, that's, that's, that's the only asking. way to get around. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah, it was like a Greyhound bus, but she was taking and, it to and work. if I'm not mistaken, the guy driving the bus knew her. Yeah, and then she was riding home from work on it later mm-hmm. when he was hiding in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, um, she's getting off the bus, and it looks like she works there, and she sh- and she's unlocking everything. And Jim shows up hysterical outside, and he's like, let me in, let me in. She's like, not by the hair of my chinny-chin-chin. <laughs> she's got that accent. So... I put, good Lord, she's hot. Because I think that's the seventh grade me talking. Because mm-hmm. she was like, yeah, spank bank material when I was in seventh grade. Spank bank. So um, she lets him in to use the phone, and he calls the cops. And she starts cooking him a burger while he's cleaning up in the bathroom. Um, she made him a burger and fries, and she um, lights up a cigarette while she's talking to him in the restaurant because it's the 80s. And they're having some small talk going back and forth. And I will say this. I think we talked about this back in July when I came back from Texas. Mm-hmm. There is a restaurant roadside stop, like truck stop in Texas, mm-hmm. where you can still smoke inside in the restaurant. Damn. And we went in there just because I wanted mm-hmm. to light up after I ate in a restaurant because I've never done that in my life. I didn't start smoking until I was like 30 years old, which is weird. Gotcha. Smoked on and off once in a while in high school with my friends, just mm-hmm. jerking around behind the band room or whatever. But seriously started smoking when I was in my 30s, which is crazy. But I figured maybe I'll outlive the cancer that's following me. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I had never smoked indoors mm-hmm. in my life. Like inside a building because it was not allowed. Oh, when well, I started I've smoking, done at a casino. I've never even done that. Oh, I've smoked in a warehouse. Like we used to smoke while we were screen printing because mm-hmm. it was a. But that's a warehouse. It's not like an actual building. Building that, and it's possibly somebody that you knew. But it was. Yeah. It was. My friend had an auto. When I go over to use auto, we'd smoke while we were running the auto. Like mm-hmm. it was no big deal. Which is stupid now to think about it because the shirts probably smelled like smoke when the people got them. Yeah. But anyway. I had never smoked in a building before, like in a restaurant, so like you like sitting at a table. Mm-hmm. It was so felt so weird. Mm-hmm. It really felt like, man, I shouldn't be doing this. Like, <laughs> I'm like looking. That thing was straight out of a Tarantino movie, though. Mm-hmm. The tables and chairs, the ashtrays, everything had been there literally since the '80s. Damn, that shit was like, the whole thing was classic. Like it was <laughs> retro. I loved it. I want to go back. The waitress looked like she'd been working there since she was in her 20s. You know, she's all old and decrepit, <laughs> but she looked like she'd been working there most of her life. It was freaking amazing. And I got a picture of it somewhere. I don't remember what it's called, but I got a picture of it. Nice. So anyway, they're making small talk, and she's got, you know, blah, blah, blah. So she walks into the back, and he's eating fries. And I love this part. He's eating fries, eating fries. And he lifts one up, and it's a finger. And he's not paying attention. And he actually goes to put it in his mouth. And he's like... What the what? <laughs> he ah! He freaks out. I love the way he freaks out in this movie all the time. And so I said, there's a finger in the French fries. Yes. <laughs> I love that scene. So then the cops show up. And they arrest him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, wait a minute, what? So um, they're going through his pockets. That's when in the preview. And he was like, my wallet's in my pocket. We know how to do it. We know how to do this. So, Jim planted that bloody switchblade on him. And here's the note I put. How? Right. I don't know about you. Okay, so now we're going to stop again. Mm-hmm. This is why I started this kind of really. I knew we were going to do a lot of stopping. Because this kid made a plethora of mistakes in this movie. Oh, yeah. I'll take a drink of creep. There's definitely 
Roman's munching on some ice. Definitely. Definitely. A plethora. I don't know about you. Mm-hmm. Okay, I carry my keys on, because I'm old. Mm-hmm. I carry my keys on a hook on my pants. Mm-hmm. Every time I stand up from a chair. So do I. Every time I stand up from a chair, my hand goes there. Right? Wallet and my keys. I check to mm-hmm. make sure my keys are there. Mm-hmm. I check my back pocket for my wallet mm-hmm. and my front pocket for my gun. Mm-hmm. Everything's still there. Yep. Oh, and my, okay, my right front pocket for my gun, phone. my left front pocket for my phone. Mm-hmm. I do that check every time I stand up from a chair. Look, wallet, phone, every keys, time, gun. Yeah. Wallet, phone, keys, gun. That every time mine. I get out of my car, mm-hmm. even though I know that stuff is secure there, mm-hmm. I want to make sure I didn't accidentally put it in the center console and forget. Mm-hmm. If you notice, I'm, I'm light one object. Because you just got off a plane. Exactly. I know. I know. Because I promise you, I pulled up and was like, fuck, this is weird. Right. Because I'm so used to, again, wallet, phone, keys, gun, that is my check. Roman just got off a plane, by the way, but that's a whole other deal. Mm -hmm. From Texas. Right. From Texas. Mm -hmm. Anyway, no hitchhikers on the plane. No, no, mm-mm, mm-mm. But yeah, so how the fuck did he know? Because not only did he plant that switchblade, he took his wallet. Because later Mm -hmm. on, they're like, we found your wallet at the crime scene or whatever. Think about this. So they show the switchblade when he throws him out of the car. Right. When did he do it? Right. There's a lot of plot holes. That's why holes. I'm like, how? There's a lot of plot holes. When did he steal his wallet and how mm-hmm. did he plant the switchblade? Because, mm-hmm. yeah, that switchblade went flying. And good luck finding it when you went flying out of a car with a switchblade in your hand. I thought you didn't would... hold on to that thing the whole time. You Not only yourself. that, I thought you stabbed yourself in the eye. You know? Right? Because that would only make sense. Right. You got it in your hand. Yeah. You got thrown out of a fucking movie. First thing car. I'd have been doing was letting go of that thing. Right. Kill yourself with it. But yeah, hell. No movie, but you know. It's, anyway. it's, Again, we got to go back to the old, it's the 80s. Mm-hmm. We're just going to let that one go. Mm-hmm. But still. So, and then John also took his wallet. So the cops are questioning him because he has no ID in anything now. And um, they're going to lock him up. And he's telling them, um, call my brother. And they call his brother and nobody answers. He's like, call my work. I'm moving this car. You know, call. And they call and they're like, Unfortunately, we're not open on Saturday or Sunday. You're like, oh, shit. You know, it's like, oh, fuck. So then they're they're taking him to holding, and the one detective says to the other one, You know he's not a killer. Any fool can see this kid's not a killer. What are we going to do? Like, we're just going to hold him. So he gets in his cell, and he goes to sleep. Mm-hmm. And he has dreams about John. Gay, Yep. Gay, I think I had a wet dream. And he wakes up and he's like, oh, not again. <laughs> but yeah, he's dreaming about all the shit that had happened in the car and everything. He's all freaked out. And he wakes up in his cell. Mm-hmm. And he's looking around. He's like, oh, man. And then all of a sudden he realizes the cell door is unlocked and it's mm-hmm. open. And stop. Yep, okay. yep, yep, yep. He um, got out and he looked around. Mm-hmm. Good enough. Mm-hmm. Once I got out and found everybody dead, I walked my ass right back in. Right there. back to that cell, shut the door. Mm-hmm. It's locked. How did I do anything? I was locked in here. Not only that, I, I would have laid back down. Fuck you. Yeah, I laid back down, pretend to be asleep because I know somebody else is coming because they said they called more cops. Right. I'm going to wait for the cops to show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck you. Stupid. So, no, he no. doesn't. He decides to investigate further. Right. So here's the note I made. Wait, wait, wait. He sees the dog. Yeah, well, before that, there's okay. something important we need to discuss. Mm-hmm. His white undershirt oh. is pristine. Mm-hmm. The collar is perfect. 
It is so white. He had the same wardrobe as um, uh, Martin in uh, fucking planes, trains, and automobiles. Right. <laughs> but same his, wardrobe. Well, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. He had the same tailor, I guess. The, the clothes don't get dirty. Right. Because, yeah, Steve Martin's suit just never got... Same thing. Mm-hmm. His white undershirt is immaculate. Mm-hmm. And that always bugs me in movies. Because if you've ever worn a white undershirt, you know the one thing that's not going to hold up it's is collar. that fucking collar. Mm-hmm. It's going to wrinkle up. It's going to fold over. You can never keep it straight. Mm-hmm. It's always to the side. You're trying to fix it. It's always... Oblong. Yes. Out of shape. Yes. Mm-hmm. No matter what you do to mm-hmm. keep it. Even if you buy... Exp- I've tried buying expensive undershirts. Yep. Thinking, well, it's just because I'm buying the cheap pack of undershirts from from nope, Walmart. You're just buying the no, name now. You buy a $20 undershirt. Ooh. Tommy Hilfiger, whatever. Ooh. I just showed my age again. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yeah, it's going to do the same thing. Pisses me off. But this guy... Grinds your gears. This guy's been running around. Rolling in gas, mm-hmm. walking through dust storms, chopping down trees, well, whatever he, he's well, been doing. He, so he, you have to think he changes in the bathroom. So what bathroom? When when he went to the before he ate the burger, he didn't change. He cleaned up. No, he definitely changed. He changed his clothes. Yeah, I don't remember changing his clothes. Because if if I'm not mistaken, he takes his shirt off and he looks at it. Really? Yeah. Okay, maybe we're getting because somewhere. Because I the, thought he just washed up. Because he puts the jacket on too. Because he smells like fucking gas. gas. Yeah. yeah. So he changed. He changes okay. because he takes a bag in there. Okay, maybe. Because remember, it shows him fucking okay, lacing up his shoes this, and stuff. Because I honestly don't know the answer to this question. Mm-hmm. But have you ever slept in a jail cell? No. I have. There's no way your fucking clothes are in that good of shape. Right. I've slept in a jail cell a couple times. That and they made him get on the floor. If I I'm did. Not yes. Mistaken. Yes. They threw him all over the car and the ground and mm-hmm. everything else when they arrested him. Mm-hmm. So my. My case is still it's valid. It's still valid. That undershirt is too goddamn clean and perfect right. for him to have done all that. Mm-hmm. I for did sure. the whole ice cube thing. For Make sure. me a pillow out of toilet paper. Oh, <laughs> Never been in there. Don't plan on it. 30 in the holding cell. Catch the vapors. Make me a pillow out of toilet paper. Yeah, that was totally... I was like... I'm sitting in this situation going, I'm living in an ice cube song right now. There's 30, <laughs> yay, yay. there's 30 of us in here, and I have toilet paper under my head trying to sleep. Yay, with yay. one eye open, because I don't trust any of these fuckers. <laughs> I refuse to eat or drink, because I'm not going to take a shit or take a piss in front of all these people, because there's only one toilet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> anyway, we talked about that last night, because John Paul was with me the one time I got arrested. Oh, shit. I was like... Remember when we just tried to go to Jack the Box and get food and I got arrested? Good times. Good times. The fuck did you do? We didn't do anything. We did not. Okay, I had. I did not have dreads at that time. I don't think. I might have. Mm-hmm. I had dreads at that time. I did. I got pulled over so much when I had dreads. Just because you looked like. Just because I looked like. A, a hoodlum. <laughs> yeah, I looked like a pot dealer. <laughs> For sure. I would get hit up at restaurants and bars. Hey, you, you hold it? What, uh, what's, what's, what's his name from True Romance? Oh, Christian Slater? No, 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 no. Uh, was it uh, Gary Oldman? No. Oh, yeah, yeah, Gary Oldman. Uh, the Jamaican dude? Yeah. Yeah, what's fuck? What is it's his name? It's White Boy Day. I didn't know it was White Boy Day. <laughs> so. Fuck, what is his name? That's going to bother me now. I don't remember. Shit. But we got pulled over for no reason, and they searched the car, mm-hmm. they searched us, couldn't find anything, arrested me anyway, never gave me a reason, held me for like four hours, and then let me go. 
Welcome to being a black guy. Nothing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Nothing. Mm-hmm. They never even said, oh, sorry. And made in a quota. Yeah, they were running my running my record or whatever. Racially profiled. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Never gave me a reason just to let me go. Luckily, they let John take my car home mm-hmm. so he could come get me. And I have to post bail. And then this, the second time I got arrested, I actually spent the entire weekend in the horseshoe. Which was an entire yeah. Nightmare. I said that shit is it's a up nightmare. and down, up and down. That's when I'm thirty processing in the, thirty in the holding pen. Catch the vapors, make me a pillow out of toilet paper. Yeah, they yeah. said that. They said the shoe, like doing all that shit, Dude, sucks. It fucking sucks. It was enough for me to say, okay, I'm never coming back to jail again. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to do everything I can to obey the law mm-hmm. and not go to jail. That's why I always say, like, if I ever whoop your ass, you bet you're you better. Be, you're going to be worth going to jail for. I'm going to mm-hmm. be so pissed off, I don't care. Because that is the last place I want to be. So if I'm pissed off enough at you to whoop your ass and go back to jail, you're getting fucking hurt. <laughs> I'm going for a reason. But yeah, because it's awful. It's absolutely fucking awful. And you can't really sleep because you don't... There's all these dudes and I'm not... You know, you sleep but you don't sleep. Mm-hmm. And then they move you every 30 minutes yep. to another cell. So you can... And then... About one or two in the morning, they split. They spray the cells out with bleach to clean them. So then there's a sickening bleach smell, like choking you. And yeah, it's fucking. Yeah, stay out of trouble, kids. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'd have gone back to that cell and shut the fucking door and pretend to be asleep. Oh yeah, for sure. And been like, what? Fuck are you talking about? So yeah, so he's investigating in his fucking white clean undershirt, white privilege white guilt undershirt <laughs> and he sees a german shepherd which is very surreal mm-hmm. it reminded me of like a nightmare on elm street movie because the german shepherd's just standing there and it's kind of weird i thought i thought shining for sure yes like a horror movie type of that like mm-hmm. you're dreaming almost mm-hmm. and then the german shepherd like walks off camera so he kind of follows it around the corner, and there's a phone ringing in. This is very dreamlike. Mm-hmm. There's a phone ringing in the distance, and but it's quiet otherwise. There's an eerie light coming through the windows, and mm-hmm. it's kind of it's kind of blurry. So he rounds the corner, and the dog is eating one of the deputies because mm-hmm. his head's blown off. The dog's eating the back of his head, and everybody's dead. And he looks around, and then he freaks out. Ah! He's such a little bitch. So grabs the gun. He hears sirens. There's mm-hmm. other cops coming. He takes a gun and runs. This is the first note where I put stupid dumbass. Why would you? Why would you do that? So I, I, how I, could you possibly make yourself look more so, guilty? So I have to ask now. How the fuck was Airfinger in the French fries? Hey man, Red Grahauer's everywhere. Because I know, <laughs> I promise you, I, and I meant to say it then, but it just popped back up. Like, how the fuck is there a finger in the French fries? Because he says he's in there. Yeah, he's in there. Yeah. So okay, is that so, alluding to her cousin? Uh, oh, like her cousin that owned the place is dead. Mm-hmm. Possibly. Well, let's say it this way: I think Rudger Howard's a specter. Because if he could get in there and get that wallet and put mm. that switchblade, you don't think he could sneak a French fry? Look, look. A finger up in that French fry? Jeepers, creepers. Where'd you get Dim's peepers? Look, because that's how he was popping up this whole fucking movie. Right, yeah. Out of nowhere. Totally. Out of fucking nowhere. Like he's Randy Orton. Uh, what? It's like RKO and motherfuckers. You sure? You sure? It wasn't like John Cena? No. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> my time is now. You can't see me. My time is now. Look, serious. You, you don't see I'm him. I'm bury some talent now. <laughs> you don't see him until it's his time. Right. And he's off scene, on scene. Here's the other stupid thing he did. He runs into the fucking mountains. Nope. Okay. Before that, he okay. picked up a gun and ran oh, yeah. out of it. Yeah. He did not check to see if the gun was loaded. Yeah. Dude. Mm-hmm. I'm the only person that handles this mm -hmm. every time I pick it up. Yep, for sure. Just to make sure. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Pop the clip, look mm -hmm. at it, just to make sure nobody fucked with it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? For we got sure. The, okay, so I had to have family. I had to do the white thing, have family meeting the other day, yesterday, because mm -hmm. I, I loaded the shotgun. Dominic and I were kind of in here fucking with it, mm -hmm. and we were playing around, we were loading it, unloading it, you know, and then picking the shells up and loading it. Just kind of checking the action of it and everything, mm -hmm. and we were both like, "Man, I want to, I want to shoot this so bad." <laughs> so we were trying to figure out. A, it's not so much time to go shooting; mm -hmm. it's where the fuck can you go shooting now? That's not because I don't like going to indoor ranges. Mm -hmm. There's too many eyes. I don't like people looking at what I got, mm -hmm. and I know there's agents all over the place. Like that's my conspiracy. Mm -hmm. I, I know for a fact there's undercover agents in there, like watching what you're doing, and I don't like that. Mm -hmm. I want to go out in the desert and shoot a microwave. You know, <laughs> which I've done, and it's fucking awesome. If you have never shot the front door of a microwave with a 12-gauge shotgun, you have not lived. Shut the, <laughs> shut the front door. Right, yeah, right? Shut the front door. And he goes, ding, <laughs> it's done. Anyway, we were in here fucking with Dinner the shotgun. served. And then, of course, I'm glad Dominic said this because it sprung my brain. He goes, you told Darius this is loaded, right? And I went, fuck. So then I had to call everybody in and say, okay. The shotgun is in the closet. Mm -hmm. It is fully loaded. There is one in the chamber. Because one thing we realized about that shotgun, mm -hmm. you cannot load it fully without having one in the chamber. Gotcha. So it's it's ready to go. If you if there's a safety on it, lock, stock, and barrel. Yeah, it's safety. But if you pull, if you take safety out and pull that trigger, you're shooting something. Mm -hmm. So I said, I need everybody in this house to know it's loaded. It's there. Mm -hmm. It's loaded. Mm -hmm. It's chambered. It is ready to fire. So don't be fucking around with it. Don't pull the trigger thinking it's empty. I just, everybody knows now. Don't fuck around. Everybody knows. Right. If we had really small children, I'd get a, a, trigger, a safety. trigger safety for it. But we don't have toddlers or anything here. And my nine-year-old wants her own twenty-two, and she knows how to use a gun already. Which brings a tear to my eye. Look, I was going to say, like, best the best fucking gun safety is awareness. Right. Like, I don't care how old you are shooting a gun. It's, right. It's a little, you know, you're a little timid. Yeah. I've shot, look, I, I carry a nine on me all the time. Yep. And I've shot it, you know, I've shot guns pretty much since I was 19. Right. Handguns, whatever. And yep. it's still like, pat, 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 pat. <sighs> you know, breath control yeah. is everything. Yeah. So, look, I don't give a shit. If, if it's it, all if, about, you have to have respect for the weapon. For your one, your, your weapon shouldn't be, you know, just out. Right. For anybody to, to get a hold of. Right. Two, you shooting a gun is scary. Yes. So imagine a kid doing that. The kids right. are probably going to fucking cry. Right. So that I think that is the best thing. Let them shoot that gun so they understand this shit say, is serious. Spirit's actually been out shooting and she enjoys yeah. it. I love it. I'm like, uh, I think my nephew, my mom was going to take my nephew. Um, I think he had to be, you have to be over seven for right. them to go, yeah. you know. So I'm like, yeah, I believe that is the best gun safety whatsoever. Absolutely. Letting, uh, like you said, the white people thing. I was like, no, that is... No, I I'm talking about is, having a family meeting. No, no, no. I family think, meeting. No, I think that's for sure. Chance, get off the Xbox. We need to have a family meeting. Uh-huh. Everybody, <laughs> everybody needs to know. Are we going to Disney World or to <laughs> Six Flags this summer? For where, this, where the gun is. Not yes. only that. 
but that it is loaded. Yes. This isn't something you fuck around with, you right. know, just because you want to look at it. No, because you can kill somebody doing yeah. that. Because it is kind of out because mm-hmm. it is for home safety. Mm-hmm. Like, so I've got the shot. It's I've, accessible. I've got one in here. Dominic's got one in his room because Dominic's 18 or he's almost 18. Mm-hmm. I trust him with it. Mm-hmm. So one side of the house, the other side of the house. Damn so right. we're covered. Damn right. Um, the AR is put away. Mm-hmm. The other rifle is put away. Mm-hmm. The stuff which not really home defense that we have to have is mm-hmm. is, is put away. Mm-hmm. It's not easily accessible. Right. Those are easily accessible because they're home defense. Mm-hmm. Mine is easily accessible because I take it everywhere. It's, it's your personal care. Right. So, yeah, just be safe. Mm-hmm. Trigger, trigger discipline is important. Look, like, I, I never put my finger even close don't to the trigger. Don't ever put your finger on the trigger unless, unless you're, you're shooting. Yeah. Like, and don't so, ever point a gun at another person unless you intend to shoot them. Mm-hmm. Like, with, with me having a Glock. So, my Glock doesn't have a safety, right? Right. But there's a three-point trigger safety. On the trigger. You, you got know, trigger safety. Pat, pat, yeah. pat, pat, you know, yeah. before you, it shoots. Yeah. So even if one clicks off, if it's not depressed all the right. way, it's not going to shoot. So that is a safety in itself. <laughs> so most people don't like Glocks because when they go to pull their, when they go to draw, they already have their finger on the trigger. And they Which shoot you should themselves never fucking have your the finger foot. on the trigger when it's you're pulling your gun. the fucking dumbest shit ever. Right. So, Barney Fife. Right. No, <laughs> Cheddar Bob. Right. <laughs> Cheddar Bob. So it's one of those things to where just understanding your gun, understanding whatever you're using, regardless if it's a gun, if it's a fucking car, understanding what you are using. You right. know, you have to be smarter than the object you're using. One thing did worry me about that shotgun. So I told you it's a new company. Mm-hmm. It came with a manual. Mm-hmm. Fuck. I'm sorry. I keep it. Um, Dominic and I were laughing. Dominic and I were laughing at this because he picked up the manual because we didn't really use the manual, but he was like, "Oh, it's a manual." And he starts reading. And he goes, "The number one rule of gun safety mm. is have fun." <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "You're bullshitting." It doesn't say that. And he shows it to me, and I'm like, "What the fuck? Are they serious?" <laughs> I don't know if that's a tongue-in-cheek joke or something. I don't know. But, but I'm like, that's, the number one gun rule of gun safety is never point the gun at anybody unless you intend to shoot them. <laughs> shit. Have fun. I was right. Like, that sounds like some sociopath shit. Dude, Have fun. It was great. I couldn't believe it said that. It was actually pretty... I was like, man, I hope there's no first-time gun owners buying this. I'm like, okay. <laughs> this is some... Right. Have fun. Oh, Aunt Janet. <laughs> you almost shot me, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I've been shot in the face before, but not like that. <laughs> I've been shot in the face more times than 50 Cent. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, he takes the gun and runs, and he doesn't bother to check if the gun is loaded. And it's a fucking six-shooter. It's a revolver. Yes! So he could have can... turned it a little bit and looked. You didn't even have to pop the little thing out. Right. So anyway, um, he's running through the desert, and he's... Back into civilization. He ran through the desert till he got to like a, what was it? Like a little motel rest stop thing. Mm. We're going to stop again. He's wearing some white Nikes. Oh, yeah. And those fucking things are pristine. Pretty close. And he's been running through the desert for how long? He's been sleeping in a jail cell, thrown on the ground, everything else. And he didn't change his shoes. So those are the shoes he was wearing when he was rolling around in gas. Mm -hmm. And those fucking Nikes are pristine. Mm Mm-hmm. It just pissed me off. I don't know. So, uh... Oh, no, he did. Well, he so he did change. 
So not his shoes. Gotcha. Here we go. He, he did change his shoes because when the blood drips on his shoes, it's a different pair of shoes. So all of that happened when he was in his other clothes still. So the clothes he has uh, on now, are the, he still ran through the desert in the white night. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. He did that, but he he did change his shoes because again it showed him lacing up his shoes right. in the white ones. Right. Because the, again it did the it did the close up because I think they were like gray blue and gray Nikes when it dropped blood on him. Right. With the station wagon. Again, all the stuff happens at the gas station with yeah. him. So, yeah, he changed completely because now he has on the white shirt, the jacket, pants, right. and then the white shoes. So, yes, this is when he runs up to the phone booth. Yes. And then uh, he, he's on the phone. And he waits for the cops to pull up, mm-hmm. right? And then he pulls a gun on the cops, which is also stupid. This, this for sure. I'm like, why the fuck did you pull the gun out? Because now, even if you're innocent... You're guilty. You, you've yeah. They're, not they're only going to consider that assault. No, 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 no. <laughs> or you pulling a gun on a cop. You've taken two cops hostage. Oh, he hasn't done that yet. We haven't got to that stupid yet. You know, no, no, no. Just I'm still talking about him. Yeah, that's that's hostage. I'm okay. holding you hostage okay. right here. That is what the law says. You know, so, me holding you against your will, regardless at gunpoint, is hostage. I'm holding you hostage. Right. So two officers. Yep. <laughs> so then he has the one handcuff the other. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, now we're all going to go for a ride. And I'm going to get in the back of the car. It's like, oh. I wrote again. Stupid. You're stupid. It's stupid, though. Why the fuck? Okay, so I, maybe they made cop cars differently in the 80s, which it looks like maybe they did. Why didn't they have a gate up? Why or... was there no gate? And when you get in the back of a cop car, mm-hmm. you can't open the door again. Why right. would you get in the back? You just arrested yourself, stupid. Right. That Like, there was... And I would think... The cops looking at him pointing that revolver mm-hmm. would have seen it wasn't loaded and been like, what are you going to do, kid? you going to shoot me mm-hmm. with that empty gun? Fucking well, idiot. And he's like, d- depending, there might have been one in the chamber. The rest, you know, because that's true. if the gun is, you know, if that one bullet is in, you know. But I would think a cop would have noticed that. Give or he take. He was like, put your hands up. <laughs> put your hands up. <laughs> like in this moment, because so, so with the. <laughs> With the finger and the French fries, <laughs> right? Um, them taking him, um, with the jail cell being open. In this moment, I'm thinking, is this like a thriller? Is this going towards like with the dog, you know, and all yeah. these scenes? I'm like, is he going crazy? Is he really? Oh yeah. You know, I kind of went down that road. I'm like, is this he? This was the, the 80s, though. They weren't really into those plot points yet. Is he the the killer? Right. Because up to imagining. this point. Right. See, okay, now if this movie had been made in the 90s, mm-hmm. that's exactly what would have been going on. I'm like, is is this, you know, some yeah. Jacob's Ladder type shit? Right. You know, like, Fight Club. Yeah. If, if, is this, is he, is that is he the, the is he John Ryder? You know? Right. <laughs> I'm John Ryder. I'm Cast Detroit. <laughs> All right. So we talked about this a little yesterday, or the day before at work on Friday. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite Nicolas Cage movie? So, I... I Actually, I should say, what's the best? The best or your favorite, I guess. I just saw The Rock recently. Okay, that was a contender at work. So, it's... A lot it, of people said that. Most of, most people are going to say Con Air, so... Never came up. Really? Never got mentioned. Really? I... I wouldn't say Face Off. Face Off got mentioned. Really? The Rock got mentioned. Well, uh, mine. Hold on, Snake hold on. I- oh, go ahead. Okay. okay Snake ahead. Eyes. Okay. I love that movie. Um, Fucking love that movie. So, 
the reason I say The Rock is because Sean Connery. Well, and that was probably his best like big hit movie. Mm. Well, I thought I would. I would assume Con Air is probably his biggest movie. You think so? More think, than dude, he was with Sean Connery in The Rock. I'm like, I, I think, mean, as far as legit Hollywood hits, I don't know. We can Google it. Well, Raising think, Arizona also, he was uh, in that, and that was a pretty big hit. But I don't know, maybe Connery. I don't know. But my mm-hmm. favorite though, mm-hmm. Snake Eyes, and I think I have that on VHS. Gotcha. Coverage. He is so Nicolas Cage in that movie. It's either that or some. Ro would probably say say Gone, Gone in 60 Seconds. She would definitely say Gone in 60 Seconds. You know. Um, I also like Face Off. Um, I, I can't really re- remember Face Off. I remembered John Travolta more than I remembered Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Ooh, we you good looking. <laughs> um, and then, of course, you know, Ghost Rider, you know. Right. Like those, and, and the only reason I say Ghost Rider is because I kept saying contract to Sam Bagonza. Sam Bagonza. You know, that's the only. But yeah, it would it would probably be The Rock. Have you seen me. Mandy? I know what it is, and no. Came out a couple of years ago. It's excellent. It's that's the. Um, is he the dad? No, um, a satanic cult kills his girlfriend, and he gets revenge on them. It's pretty good. Which one? Which is that the? There's one where he's like crazy in it, right? Are you talking about the one that just came out that I haven't seen yet? I can't remember what it's called, but anyway. It's recent, oh yeah. No, Mandy's good. Um, it's very 80s. Gotcha. But there's a whole part in that movie. It's the most Nicolas cage scene ever. Mm-hmm. He's sitting on the toilet in tidy whities mm-hmm. crying and drinking whiskey. It's fucking amazing. As only Nicolas Cage could do. <laughs> Either that or fucking, you know, Big Daddy. It's about time to do another Nicolas Cage movie, Big I think. Daddy. We need to work. And fucking, uh, uh... Oh, kick-ass. Yeah. Yes. You talk like Adam West. It's so awesome. It does appear to be a dire situation. Anyway, um, I don't know how we got a Nicolas Cage, but I think we're about due for another Nicolas Cage movie. I need to work that into the schedule. Gotcha. I've got the next two already planned out, so maybe after that one, I don't know. But anyway, so he takes the cops hostage, and he's in the back seat, and they're driving, and he demands to talk to the captain, and they get the captain on the radio, and he's like, don't give up our position. I'm innocent. I didn't do it. And <laughs> and the captain's like, well, just come in and I guarantee you we'll be fair with you. And right about then, here comes good old John in the Dodge Ram Charger. Right. <laughs> he pulls up and just blows the two cops away in the front <laughs> seat. And again, fucking Jim's like, no! This, look. No! So we're going to stop right here. <laughs> we're definitely going to stop right here. So, this is, you know, <coughs> even going a little further back before he, you know, holds both of the cops hostage. Do you think they were going for him? Or was that in his mind? He was like, oh, shit. And he Who? wigged out. The cops? Yeah. Do you think they were going? Because for one. I think they would have saw him because he was wanted everywhere. I don't know that they were pulling up for him, but he knew they were there and they would have recognized him. I don't know how. It, uh, Here's so. my thing. Number one, mm-hmm. they think he blew two cops away mm-hmm. with an empty gun. Number two, there's no such thing as ballistics, especially. I don't know what kind of gun <clears throat> Rudger Hauer was using, but I'm pretty sure the gun he had was like a 38. Mm-hmm. I would think that if they were two different caliber of gun, mm-hmm. like let's say. He had a 38, and Rudger Hauer had like a 40 or 45. Mm-hmm. 
they would be able to tell by the damage inflicted on those officers' heads mm-hmm. what kind of gun did it. Not only that, but trajectory. Mm-hmm. Like you said, ballistics. Yes! It came from the side. Mm-hmm. He's in the back. Mm-hmm. And they still think he did it. There's no fucking... It doesn't make any sense. So, go, okay, going into him getting shot, boom, boom, right? He gets out of the car, no! Yeah. Why not get on the fucking radio? Yes! I thought that too and called it, he just killed your guy! Right. <laughs> <laughs> and this motherfucker then, you know, peels off into the fucking desert again. Right, all he does is run. Like, I didn't... I didn't I didn't get it. Like, he, again, he would be so on screen great. and then off. This is great. He freaks out. He runs into the desert. And it's so funny. He throws a fit while yes. he's running. Yes. And I'm fucking laughing my ass. Yeah. It was- I thought about, for some reason, it reminded me of Ace Ventura when Jim Carrey figured out the detective was a dude mm-hmm. and he had made out with Fickle. her. The whole scene with him, like plunging his face and he's naked in the shower he's like ah, 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 ah. your gun's poking my hip <laughs> so then he whips out the gun and he puts it up like he's gonna shoot himself and then he's like I can't do it <laughs> so then he walks to a motel now thank god by some miracle his shirt's finally fucking dirty oh yeah because i'm watching that shirt like a hawk now <laughs> keep an eye on i got my eye on your shirt motherfucker so john sits down at a table and like oh the first he walks in the guy's like you okay kid he's like no nah, no i'm a long fucking way from okay <laughs> <laughs> but i'm gonna call some real hard pipe niggas <laughs> Go uh, real medieval on that. Your way he said, "What are the pipes and blowtorches go real With a, medieval some on pliers that. and a blowtorch." Yeah, we're gonna get medieval on your ass. <laughs> so uh, he goes and sits down at a table. <laughs> All of a sudden. John's sitting there with him. He's like, hey, kid. <laughs> he's like, man, what are you doing? What are Again, you doing <laughs> in this moment, I, I, I'm still thinking this is possibly a thriller. You know, like it's his, it's in his it's, head. It's, yeah, right. Like he's losing it. Right, because he literally keeps appearing out of nowhere. Right. So he's got the gun under the table and he's threatening to shoot him. It's I'll very uh, Han shot first type situation mm-hmm. going on. And um, <laughs> this exchange, this might be my favorite part of the whole movie. John goes, "How are you gonna shoot me? That gun's not loaded." He's like, "Yes, it is." He's like, "Check no, it. Check it." Did you bother checking it? He's like, I'll blow your fucking head off. He's like, no, go ahead. Shoot me. And he like, like jumped at him or something. Click, 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 click. He literally, John starts laughing. He goes, no. This exchange at the table was so motherfucking perfect with him losing it and John just being like, <laughs> he's so calm and just like, like smart ass, like, oh, by the way, here. And he gives him the fucking bullets. <laughs> so this, my thought is, with, with this is like, how do you know he was going to pick up that gun? He probably unloaded every gun that every cop had, which I would have. He unloaded every gun in the place. Maybe all the bullets were in his pockets. I don't know. And then he saw which gun he had. So, and we're going to assume he's following him so he knows which gun he has. 
So he would take the time to have those bullets. Or maybe that was the police issue, so they all had the same gun. I don't know. Why are we like, making excuses for this movie? So, and <laughs> we, we, we never even touched on it. So he goes in there, kills everybody, and unlocks the door. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, this motherfucker's going to come for me. He's going to come looking. Well, he's fucking with him. Well, he's I'm totally saying, playing like, with him. There's a lot of drops in this movie. Didn't you read the back of the VHS? It's a cat-mouse game across the desert, and every driver and poor soul is involved <sighs> whether they want to be or not. <laughs> Yawn. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> I'm <laughs> Now the gun's loaded. So now he's got the gun. And John leaves. And he takes the gun. And he takes the bullets. And he gets on the bus. So what happens oh, is the bus well, hang on. We up. missed an important part. Okay. Before all that happened, mm-hmm. John put pennies on his eyes. Oh, yeah. Before he walked away. And he's sitting there looking up, like gazing up in the air with these pennies on his eyes. He's like, ah. <laughs> so he gave him the death toll. Right. So Rib of sticks. Now he leaves and he sneaks. A bus pulls up with a bunch of people on it and they get out and the driver gets off. So he sneaks on the bus while everybody's gone and he gets in the bathroom and hides and waits for the bus to take off. Mm-hmm. So then when the bus takes off, he kind of sneaks out and gets in the back seat, and he sees that Nash is on the bus, the girl from the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And she, for some reason, happens to walk to the back, and he grabs her and jumps into the bathroom. And nobody on the bus notices that she screamed and got yanked into the bathroom by a stranger on the back of the bus. Right. So then they're sitting. He tells her, you know, I didn't do it. This guy's after me, blah, blah, blah. So then they're sitting together in the back, and the cops pull the bus over. And that's when they're trying to... So they get him out of the bus, and that's when the guy's like, it's this fucking cop. I almost wish... He spit on my wrist. Listen I, <laughs> listen to this. If this was a comedy, which it almost is, could you not almost see Will Ferrell in this part of mm-hmm. that cop? <laughs> you just wasted a couple of my friends. <laughs> I know it was a different caliber gun than you got. And it was from the side, not the back. But I know you did it somehow. You stretched your arm out the window with a different gun. Way far away. You shot them in the... Because I'm a horrible cop. And I'm about to prove it. Because you spit on my wrist. Wipe it off. <laughs> it's provocative, though. Right? <laughs> it gets people going. Right? <laughs> know me, I like it and spit off. But not by you. You spit on my wrist. Wipe it off. <laughs> He's like, I, 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 I wrist. <laughs> wipe it off. He kept saying, wipe it off. <laughs> Yo, and then the other cop's like, don't do this, John. It ain't Shut right. Shut up. It ain't right. Shut up. <laughs> Come on, Cletus. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. He ain't even black. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> So then all of a sudden, yeah, there's a shot in the air, and it's um, Nash. Mm-hmm. And they hear, <laughs> Anyway, that was a wrestling joke. Mm-hmm. If you didn't get it, mm-hmm. you don't get it. Anyway. Oh, and then she's it. like, oh, no, I was talking to you. Oh. I was talking to them. Okay, cool. I, was, I, I knew you got okay, it. Yeah, I know yeah, you got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're hip. <laughs> For life. <laughs> life. So anyway, she's like, drop the gun. And I can't believe you were going to do yeah, that. I can't believe you were going to do that, Cletus. 
You always been so honest before. <laughs> ding, ding. <laughs> Crambone. Crambone. Falcom Cohen cheated right. Crambone. Boing. It fits so perfect. Crambone. That was that was uh, C. Thomas Hout. Crambone. So then. Uh, she uh, makes them all drop their guns, and they steal the fucking cop car, which is craziness. And now the cops are chasing them, and they're trying to shoot out the tires. So, here we just give me, give me give me a second. So them driving this car, right? Uh huh. Why the fuck wouldn't you you know be pedal to the metal? Right. Oh, and then the cool thing is when they stole the cop car and drove away, fucking John was sitting off in the yep. distance in his truck watching the whole thing. Right. So she's got the gun, and they're driving, and he's like, shoot at him back, because they're shooting, straight up shooting at him. He and it was funny. Down. Before she did that, though, before any of that happened, he's like, she's like, I'm in the car. They ain't going to do nothing while I'm in here. And then they start shooting. She's like, son of a bitch, Cletus. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> they're going to kill us. They're all shooting at us. They're going to kill us. They're going to kill our ass. <laughs> Ding. Yeah. They definitely are. clean as your life through your tooth. I should have known somebody who gets too drunk to fish going to shoot at me. Son of a bitch. <laughs> you got to have it, Lou. I don't know how you do that, but it's hilarious. So, <laughs> so, yeah, she finally goes out to shoot at him, and she drops the fucking gun. And he's like, God damn it, you're worthless. <laughs> Get the shotgun. He's like, and I ain't getting a blow. I ain't even getting a blowjob from you before this movie's over. This fucking sucks. This doesn't blow, right? Just like you. So they're trying to shoot his tires, and there's two. There's one on each side of him, and he hits the brakes like in Top Gun, and the guy ends up shooting the other guy's tire, and then they run into each other. And I'm just hearing the Benny Hill music. And they're like, yeah, they so they all crash and, and he gets away in the cop car with the girl. And now there's a police helicopter. Time out. Wait, hold on. Oh. Hold on. Because <laughs> we're getting to the good part. There here. was one shot and the door falls off. Yes. That shit was so funny to me. Every time they shot, something on the car fell off. So they shot the fucking mirror. They shot the, the, the light twice. Right. Because there was only one on the car, but they shot it twice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was looking like, oh, no. Oh, this shit was stupid. But they shot the fucking, they shot the door and that shit fell off. Oh, my God. It didn't just fall off. It fucking blew off. Because then they run it over. I was like, really? Wow. So that's the great part. Now there's a police helicopter. Out of nowhere. So now he's like, oh, shit. So, um, and it's always like iconic scene as they're, as they're coming it comes over, over the ridge. Like, yeah. And then there's a bunch of other cars now, too. And I put shoot, 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 shoot. <laughs> Everybody's shooting. <laughs> the car is absolutely fucked. It's right. riddled with bullet holes. How do they not get hit at least once or grazed or something? And uh, here comes John to the rescue in the Ram Charger. And this is where he pulls some. Andy Sidaris, <laughs> canon movie bullshit. <laughs> if you guys got either one of those references, you're awesome. He pulls out his fucking revolver, 
shoots at the helicopter a few times. Helicopter starts smoking and goes down. Boom! Which is, okay, at least a little above Andy Sidaris. Because in an Andy Sidaris movie, that shooting like that would have blown the helicopter out of the sky. Full-on explosion. (laughs) And it would have been the same stock helicopter explosion that he used in all of his movies. Watch Hard Ticket to Hawaii. You'll thank me. (laughs) Anyway... So, um, yeah, so the helicopter goes down. Thank you, John, for coming to the rescue. And uh, The two other cars crash. The cars crash into each other. And again, I'm hearing... Well, that was perfect timing. Right? Little police going by. Mm-hmm. It's like we live in the hood. Mm-hmm. You think so? That's funny. So anyway, um, so this is when she starts going... Why didn't he kill us? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, just wait. Mm-hmm. You're going to get your wish. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. All two of you. Why didn't he kill us? It split me in half. I got to know. <laughs> <laughs> it's tearing me apart. I got to know why he didn't kill us. And he's like, can you just stop? Because every, every time you talk, I just want to fuck you less and less. Can you just not talk, please? Can you just bend over more and talk less? But I want to know why he didn't kill us. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so after she says that, he goes, let's go. Like, he doesn't want to tell her. So then they walk to a truck stop, and they get a hotel room, motel room. And uh, what's the difference between a hotel and a motel? Size? Accommodations? Amenities? Motel is cleanliness? usually <laughs> door in, door out. That's usually a motel. Like and it's like on the outside, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. Like dust till dawn, fucking motel. Yeah, like the sun. Oh, Sun God Motel is John Carpenter's vampire. I about to say, look, that was going there next, but that's Welcome like a motel. Welcome to the Motel Colorado. If I'm not mistaken, right? Like you again, door in, door so out. So this is dumb. They didn't show them checking in. They just show them in a room. No one recognizes them. No one saw them on TV, or they didn't have sketches of him. At least nobody recognized them. Really, right? So then she asked why um, why he picked up John in the first place. And he goes, oh, uh, you know, I, I want to help him out. Thought it would keep me and awake. I, and I was sleeping. I thought it would keep me awake. And I was kind of hoping for like a hand job or something. A handy, a BG, beejer, you, know, <laughs> you know, the rules of the road. Haven't you ever watched uh, Jan Silent Bob Strike Back? George Carlin talks all about the rules of the road. <laughs> anyway. So, um. Then they're smoking a cigarette, and they didn't like they didn't even bang first, fuckers. And then they fall asleep. And um, what did I put here? I can't read it. No. Oh, I put no nookie. Damn it, is what I wrote. <laughs> Sorry, no I was nookie. trying to read my own. But he's trying to talk to her, and she's totally. It's funny because they're showing her face, and he's like. Nash, are, are you asleep? And her eyes are open, but she's not moving. Like, she's asleep, and she's right. like, oh, God, this boy's going to try to have sex with me. I recognize this, because this is like my uncle when I was 13. He's going to try. <laughs> and I was like, get off me. You're crushing my smokes. I know that, that question. Are you asleep? Well, thank God, at least unlike my uncle, he left me alone, even though he thought I was asleep. My uncle thought I was asleep the whole time, but it didn't matter. He did anyway. <laughs> Crush my smokes and everything, motherfucker. We're self-contained. We're self-contained. <laughs> uh, he, she was telling him, 
Well, other motels have beds. They also have a jacuzzi <laughs> and a gym. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you, that, that, that accent, I started thinking dust till dawn I for sure. <laughs> oh, my God. Richie, would you do me a favor and eat my pussy for me? Eat my pussy for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, I put no nookie, damn it. Fucking loser. I just, I thought maybe, you know, it was the way you'd been on this. Life-threatening situations. <laughs> so he decides to get in the shower. It's probably a cold shower. You know, he had the boner going on. No, he was a hot, trying, steamy shower. You know, like when you're laying next to the chick, and you kind of scoot over and just kind of poke her in the butt with it to let her know that mm. it's there. It's here just mm. in case, you know, if you're still mm. awake. and mm. feel like maybe you want a little bit of this right here. I just want to put my right hot here. dog between your bones. Right there. Right here. That's all you know, I want to do. Just in case. So anyway, um, he takes a shower, and this part's kind of creepy. So while he's in the shower, Nash calls her dad because she wanted to call her dad before, mm-hmm. and he wouldn't let her because they're gonna she's gonna give up their location. As soon as he goes in the shower, she calls her dad. Stupid. <laughs> Tells him where they are. Stupid. <laughs> so then Jim's in the shower, and she's like, "I'm fine, Dad. Really, I am, Daddy. I'm fine." Yeah. And this moment now, my mind is now shifted to. Is this motherfucker her dad? Oh, Roger Howard. I'm like, is this motherfucker her dad? That makes sense, because how did he know where to go other than he knew where they were the whole time? Not only that. Well, why would he do what he did to her if it was his daughter? But not only that, it's like, really? Like, right away? Right. So, um, while Jim's in the shower, they pan over, and she's kind of laying there, and she's falling asleep. John is standing in the room. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So then they show Jim in the shower again. He's probably rubbing one off. Right. And they go back, and John's in the bed with Nash, and he's, like, rubbing her hand, and she's like, oh, that's kind of nice. I'm sorry I didn't blow you before now. Mm -hmm. And then uh, he's, like, sniffing her hair, and she's like, oh, wow, I'm getting a little turned on right now. It's turning me on more my uncle. (laughs) She starts rubbing his Band-Aid. Yeah, she starts rubbing his hand. And then, oh shit. So then she realizes it's him and he grabs her face. And she's like, I ain't gonna scream. You can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then uh, Jim comes out of the shower and Nash is gone. And he runs out of the, it's like, it's funny. He runs out of the motel room strapped with a towel rack. <laughs> right. He rips the towel rod off the wall. I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> Shove this towel rack up your ass like a popsicle. <laughs> he needs some Ajax. Ajax would have hooked him up. <laughs> Shove this towel rack up your ass like a popsicle. Make <laughs> you a popsicle. So uh, here comes the most fucked up scene possibly in cinema history. So this right. is. So you're saying this is, this is you know, this is worse probably... than... The uh, <laughs> forest rape scene. <laughs> An evil dad, the infamous forest rape scene. Yes. Or the infamous chainsaw masturbation scene in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Right. Yes. Okay. This, okay. This scene fucked me up a little bit. Now, remember, I was in seventh grade. Right. Totally crushing on this girl. Right. And then this is about to happen to her. If you guys haven't seen the movie, here we go. So the cops are there now, and they run into Jim. And he's like, I ain't got it. I'm like, shut up, kid. We know. 
we know you didn't do anything. He was like, how do you know that? And they're like, just come with us. You'll see. <laughs> so they, they walk him over there, and Nash is tied up between two semis, like leg to hand, like mm-hmm. straight between two semis. Mm-hmm. So now they know he's innocent because they know he didn't do this because Rudger Hauer's in one of the semis. And the other one's stationary. It's just parked. Mm-hmm. And she's tied to the fucking, like, tractor trailer part of the semi the truck part mm-hmm. and the he's yeah and he's he's revving he's got his foot on the crutch but he's revving it and i just put oh so the, the cops they explain to him what's going yeah, on yeah and then they want to send him in to negotiate with john and i wrote fuck <laughs> so he gets in to the cab with john and john gives him the gun he goes well now you can stop me and he goes, but, but if I shoot you, then the, the foot's going to come off the clutch and the truck's going to move. <laughs> so then John's gunning the gas. And he's like, no. And he's like, I can't shoot you. And he's like, all right, kid. And he goes, whoa. And he guns the gas. And he goes, no. no! out (laughs) he blacks out and then he wakes up in the police station and they have john in custody and no one knows who he is and they're questioning him and the detective is the principal from buffy and quark from deep space nine Mm -hmm. and then they decide to let jim into the interrogation room Whatever, this would never happen, even in the 80s. And he ends up spitting in John's face. And they're like, oh, this is a bad idea. Let's get him out of here. Really, you think? So now they're moving John. And Jim's kind of standing out in the parking lot smoking a cigarette by the detective's car. And they put John into the big, um, you know, the big Transport. transport truck thing. And he's going off, you know, to go to jail to stand trial or whatever. So, the detective is giving him a ride. He's giving him a ride back to wherever. I don't know. But Mm -hmm. they're in, like, this cool old suburban. And Jim's like, you're never going to hold him. He's like, this ain't no problem no more, son. You just got to, you know, calm down. I know you've been through a lot of shit. But this ain't your problem no more. You just got to go back and live your life. He's like, I can't do that. <laughs> and he grabs the cop's gun because he's like, do you have a cigarette? And when he reached for the cigarette, he grabbed his gun. I also like how easy it is to disarm a cop in movies. Right. Dude, you can't even look at a cop's gun without him getting suspicious. Right. So he grabs the cop's gun and he kicks him out. He's like, you just ruined your life, son. You're going to be real sorry for this. He's like, so? And he leaves the cop and he drives away. Well, when he catches up to the transport van, Rudger Hauer is already busted loose somehow because the cops who were supposed to be guarding him were playing cards and he grabbed a shotgun somehow and he killed everybody and then the back of the bus busts open and he jumps off the bus with the shotgun straight through the windshield of the truck that Jim is driving into the front seat Mm -hmm. and I put this is some very fast and furious shit (laughs) (laughs) it definitely is and uh, he jumped through a windshield. He doesn't have any cuts on him. <laughs> He's not injured. So, um, and they're struggling, and the car stops. And he goes flying. 
And John gets thrown from the car back through the windshield, but he still has the shotgun. And uh, he gets thrown way far ahead of Jim. And Jim's trying to start the truck so he can run him over. And John's walking towards the truck, and he's just shooting the shit out of the truck. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I I started. I wish I would have counted because it seemed like this shotgun had a lot of shots in it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and I didn't see like a, a clip on it or anything. Like, it's one of those like uh, d- eight shots maybe. Right. Right. I know a lot of them are five plus one. Mine's a four plus one, but I think some of them hold like eight. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But I, it seemed like there was a lot of shots coming out of the shotgun. He's blowing the suburban to shit. Right. And J- and Jim's still trying to start, and it won't start. So then all of a sudden, at the last minute, as he's getting up to the truck, Jim finally gets the truck started, and he runs him over. He, <laughs> he runs John over with the truck. Look, and it's funny how he braces. You can see it. He right, like- yeah. It, it like he threw his right his arms up and was like Ugh! so he runs him over, and then Jim gets out to check to make sure John's dead. Stupid, right? He should just ran him back over like he should have in the beginning of the movie, right? So he picks up the shotgun and he's like poking him with it, <laughs> yeah, which he should have he should have double tapped him and just For blew sure. his head off. I thought he was in the movie. I thought he done. was stupid. So I say after all the things that he's gone through with him coming back from the dead or whatever. So he's poking him with a shotgun, and he doesn't get up. So then he's walking away, and as he's walking away, you can see over his shoulder, John stands back up, and he's all fucked up and everything. So he stands back up, and Jim turns around and just shoots him a couple more times, like in the gut, and he falls off the ravine into the desert. I think he shot him in the head. Did he shoot him in the head, too? I thought he just got him in the gut. Because that's what, that's what the uh, the... Um, the clip was. Remember, he was like, "Remember, I get back up." Yeah, I'll just get back up. Yeah. So anyway, he shoots the shit out of him. Is what I put in my notes. <laughs> and then I really like this ending. I like the way they did the credits here. So it's the sun going down. So it's at the end of the second day now. The sun's going down, and it's a silhouette of the truck, and Jim's standing like leaning on the truck, and he lights a cigarette and he starts smoking it, and he's to the left of the camera. Mm-hmm. And then to the right of the camera, in the blank space, the credits start rolling. And they start playing some music. And I thought that was kind of cool. I really liked the way they did that. Yay, my favorite part. The end? (laughs) All right, so yeah, there you go. That was the Hitcher. Uh, Scale of 1 to 10, what do you think? It's a 4. Really? Yes. And that's being being generous. Anything else you want to add to that? So, and in all honesty, this movie, there's a lot... There's a lot of plot holes. Right. There's a lot of just how, how the fuck. Right. How, how. Right. How. Like, the it's never explained. So, when he's in the truck, why does he, why does he even want him to, you know, have the gun on him? Why does he want him to kill him? That's what, I, I just did not understand. He's playing with him, but yeah, like he secretly wants to be stopped and now he wants Jim to do it. Like, I, he got a hard on because he kicked him out of the car. You know I think there's a very Joker Batman thing going on here. It was, it, you know what I mean. Not to give it that much credit, but, but it was, it was just. To be honest, it was, it was a movie about a dude in a car, and a. a you the, described a lot of movies. <laughs> the what's what's uh, what's the boy's name? Jim. Yeah, he reminds me of fucking. Uh, 
Luke Skywalker this whole time. Oh God! Like he he, he reminded me of just impossible. A, just a little pussy ass, you know. Yeah. Like my thought is okay when when they're in the car with the with the switchblade on his eye. So you're gonna tell me, you know, pokey in the eye, you would die because I'm fucking driving. You know what I'm saying? Like right. stupid shit like yeah. that. I'm like, you're trying to be intimidating in this moment, but I'm, I'm going to fucking here, kill I'm us. I'm the wheel. Yeah. Right. Like, there was just stupid shit like that. And I was just like. And I'm crazy enough. I'll kill us both before I let you fuck with me. Right. right. <laughs> there, there's just certain things. I'm just like, <sighs> I understand the reality of it all. You know what I'm saying? Because you picked up a stranger. Fear is a big motivator, too. Right. I, I understand that. At the same time, it, it shows that fear is, it's a motivator both ways. You know what I'm saying? It, like it, that it, beginning part in the car, I think I would have fucked with him a little bit when he was like, do you have any idea how much blood comes out of a neck when you slice somebody? I'd have been like, dude, no, tell me about it. Right. What else happens? Right. You know what I mean? Like I got to fucked with him a little bit. Like, no, I want to Like, do people make sounds? Like, right. How much blood? Like, I'm like kind of getting excited about it. Like, it just, dude, yeah, it was, to be honest, it was a construction site. It was, a, <laughs> it was a miss for me. Yeah. And I, and I legitimately watched it sitting there. I'm like, I expected to be like scared or you know Right. The funny thing is in the remake, I, I've never seen the remake. I haven't either. But I remember the, the truck pulling scene because it was in the trailer. Oh, uh, okay. I remember that. And they put it in the trailer to get people who had seen the original and be like, Oh, they're really redoing it. Because it's the because it, if I'm not mistaken how it's shot, it's shot from the side. Yeah. To where you see it. Yeah. You know. And I'm assuming in the remake, I like I said, I've never seen it. They probably show more. Mm-hmm. But I think the fact that they showed less in this movie mm-hmm. was better. Like right when they go to rip her in half, they cut scenes. Yeah. Like you don't see anything. You see a tiny bit of blood coming out of her arm, and that's it. They were, so like shit like that. Like even the cut scenes. I'm like, what the fuck? How do you transition from that? Yeah. Oh, you guys don't have any transition in this movie. Okay. But so I will you cut tell you, trash. Yeah, her getting ripped in half fucked with my head a little bit when I first saw this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, there's something about it. Like I was talking about Kurt Russell drowning in Poseidon. Like mm-hmm. some stuff fucks with me. Like over the top gore, I can handle all day long. I think I don't mm-hmm. know why. Show me like, um, you know, Friday the Thirteenth or <clears throat> shit like that, or uh, Starship Troopers. The incredible amount of gore in that. Like I watch that shit all day. Mm-hmm. Something about I don't know. Certain things just connect with me in a certain weird way, and I don't know why. I give this movie a six. And I'm only giving it a six because of the nostalgia factor in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, had I watched this movie for the first time when I watched it now, I'd probably also get a four mm-hmm. or lower. Right. But the nostalgia factor of how much this movie really scared me when I was younger, because I was, what, 12 years old when I saw it, it kind of scared me a little bit. Like, Freddy Krueger and shit didn't really scare me that much because it wasn't real. And I kind of connected with this as, man, that's a real guy. He was crazy. Like, this is something that could really happen. Because I didn't know anything about being an adult or driving or anything. So I'm like, it right. all seemed real legit to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't know anything about guns or anything else. I'm like, that seems pretty feasible. Like, this dude keeps popping up out but of But it nowhere. had a good amount of suspense. Right time. It had yeah. a good amount of suspense, a good amount of action, a good amount of thrills. It was creepy in certain places. I liked the, the way things were set up in certain scenes, the lights, the music. It was really nice. Uh, so, yeah, I give it a six. Mm. So, and uh, BBG is going to be really low on this. On, we didn't really get, we didn't get anything. There's not a lot of blood in this movie, surprisingly, except for the ship dripping, and then they kept showing blood on that switchblade. Uh, wait, I have know. another question. Why the fuck is this motherfucker, like, sweating the whole time? 
C. Thomas Howell? Yeah, the hitcher. He's sweating. Oh, the whole, John Ryder. He's sweating the whole fucking time. Well, he's wearing that big heavy jacket and he's in the desert. No, nah, so. but his whole face, like <laughs> every time. I like, think it just adds to the creepiness, or maybe he's like me, he just runs hot. I run hot, man. <laughs> I sweat all the time. Even in the wintertime, I'm sweating. It's crazy. It's horrible. Like, there was just a lot of things. I was just like. The director kept going, you know, we need a scene? More sweat. <laughs> like, this is the right. replicant. You know, he's right. He's, yeah. Was he sweaty and, in Blade and, Runner? Well, even in, in Blade Runner, like when he dies, he, he gets like kicked out a window. Yeah. That's it. Like the whole time he's he, fucking with. He gets yeeted out like Mace Windu. Yes. The whole time he's fucking with Harrison Ford through this whole movie, right? right. But he just randomly gets kicked Let out a window. Let me ask you, are you interested at all in covering Blade Runner? Fuck no. Good. Because I'm not either. For one, that movie's too long. And it's too slow. It's like, boring. There's a lot of dialogue. I don't know how we would, yeah. Even even the new one. Like, watching the new I one. I didn't watch the new one. It was boring and I have an ex- fuck. And I have an extended director's cut on VHS. I, so I watched, I watched the director's cut. Uh-huh. It, the first time I watched it. Right. And it was slow as fuck. It is very fuck slow. For and a no lot of people reason. get mad at me because I don't really care for Blade Runner. And that's like saying that you hate Jesus in some circles. <laughs> like, there, there's nothing great about the movie. Right. Like, the for whole time. Cl- for as acclaimed as it is. Yeah, there's nothing. So I hate to disappoint you guys. We will never cover Blade Runner. There's n- Like, seriously, watching Blade Runner. It felt Let's like do it this. Three and when a half we, hour movie. If, when we start a Patreon, mm-hmm. if we can raise enough money, we will do Blade Runner. <sighs> but Shit. you're going to have to donate to get us to do it <laughs> anyway I knew, I knew from you know from jump there's a scene in it where he's talking to the girl in the fucking apartment his eyes glow i'm like he's a replicant right you knew I right fucking, off the I, bat. It was, I knew it and the person i was watching it like, with they've like i've seen this movie thir- you know i've watched this movie right. for 30 years and i've never seen that and you you're caught like, it you're like damn i got 90 minutes of movie to go <laughs> yeah that shit was it was a, it wasn't even a slow burn right it's not a slow burn yeah it there's is, no payoff it is yeah yeah right yeah all right so let's jump into what we're doing next time not blade runner he loves me spend this valentine's day he loves me not with someone you love he loves me someone you trust he loves me not and someone you know he loves me won't try to kill you Remember the kid everybody ignored on Valentine's Day? Loser. Well, he remembers you. God, we were so horrible to that kid. What do you think happened to him? I love this song. This was the outro to my old podcast for a while. Really? Yeah. So next week, we are doing Valentine, starring David Boreanaz and Denise Richards. Uh, We're a little late on Valentine's Day, but uh, Valentine's Day is over when we say it's over. And when you're full with as much love in your heart as Roman and I, 
Every day is Valentine's Day. Woo! And when you got that special someone in your life, every day should be Valentine's Day. Woo! You don't have to wait for one day a year to show them your love and appreciation. You can do it now. Every day. Make it count. <laughs> and on that note, that was The Hitcher. We'll catch you guys later. Um, on behalf of the man, the myth, the legacy, Mr. Roman Alvarado, I'm Jasperino. This is the 700 Taste Podcast. Enjoy some everlasting Carlos Santana. And we will catch you motherfuckers on the flip side.